Hello, listening people. Hello. You are listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. Why we spin polish? Likingly, because we're always spitting, and we both happen to be Polish. Isn't that right? And I'm Bartek. I'm Ryan. Yes. Yes? That's to answer your question. No, I thought the answer to my question was I'm Bartek. No, you and said your name you said, to be yes. You said isn't that right? And I said yes. Oh, I get what you're saying. So Bartek, or yes, depending your point of view on the issue. Yes, Bartek. <laughs> yes, Bartek. Um, what is the what is the purpose of what we do here? Have a good time. Yeah. All right. You don't want to. Okay. Fine. You're going to be like that? You mean what our mission is? What What is our mission? Our mission is to find those masterpieces that aren't in the Hall of Fame of cinema, the metaphorical one, I suppose you could say. The ones that should be there, or at least have their own section where they where they get appreciated. These are the mm. masterpieces that, you know, you might have seen a trailer for it forever ago, or maybe you even saw the movie and you thought, yeah, that's okay. And then you looked at a bird or something and you forgot about the movie. <laughs> what kind of bird? Um, parrot, uh, <laughs> budgie, and uh, and so, maybe a vulture. Three birds. One of the, one one of the three. Oh, it's a, it's De- a depending choice. on where you are in the world. Those are the yeah. only. Three and birds if you're in a place had. that doesn't have any of those birds, you're a freak. Yeah. Right. Penguin. Sorry. Yeah. Penguin. You'd be the fourth <laughs> one. And if you're a time traveler, don't know. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Like if you time travel, there's no there's no other one of those birds that you mentioned either. It's like if you time travel, don't. Well, maybe pterodactyl. <gasps> but let's let's not talk about that. Okay, okay. Are they birds? Okay. So what is yeah, so we do feature length audio commentaries for movies that seemingly don't deserve to be talked about, but that's where we differ on the opinion. These movies do need to be talked about. They need to be analysed and reflected upon because with the beauty of time, things change. They may not have been appreciated in their time, but they can be now thanks to us reflecting and talking about them once again. Yeah, and and it's really tough because, like you said, some of them seem like they don't deserve audio commentaries, and we won't know that until we actually watch the movie. Yeah. So until we watch it, it's going to be one of those, should we... Uh-huh. And what's the one we should do this episode? This one is another recent one. We are doing the movie today, Oz, Wielki i Potężny. Ah, God. Uh, you know, I don't speak Polish. That's the embarrassing thing. We both happen to be Polish. I don't speak it. Bartek does. You know, arguably, I should be able to know how. But, you know, Polish is a really hard language, isn't it, Bartek? It's like one of the hardest to learn. Mm-hmm. So if anything, you should all cut me slack for having done over 30 episodes and not knowing a single word like of you Polish. said, you should all cut me slack. Like, <laughs> everyone, just cut in some slack. Because I know there's some asshole listener out there, or guest, I don't know, just sitting there going... Pfft, can't spit in Polish, likely because they're always spitting, they're both Polish, but the other guy doesn't speak Polish. Well, what the fucking, fucking go is that about? I, look, I can't be, I can't be great and powerful, yeah. but what is the movie we're watching? 
Uh, the movie we're watching today is Great, Oz and Powerful. <laughs> what? I don't remember Great, Oz and Powerful. That's not what I, I said, Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh, Oz the Great and Powerful. She's Ryan and all From... the listeners, you just can't listen. <laughs> you blamed all of them, even though none of them spoke I bet up. they all heard the same thing. Yeah, so we're watching Oz the Great and Powerful, the 2013 classic by Sam Raimi starring James Franco and others. But we don't always do it alone, do we, Bartek? Sometimes we do, but we always usually need a guest. Always usually. <laughs> well, I speak Polish now mm. uh, through broken English. Oh, we always need a guest. Zawsze czasami. So, I don't know what he said. but uh, Basically, the, what, the mistake he made, yeah. Great. So, who, who are we with? Who's our, who's, our, who's our knight? Lads and ladies, we have a returning guest this time. If you've listened to the Scooby-Doo 2 episode, you'll know this one. It is Jules Cat in Italian. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, Hi, people you... of the internet. I love how you're just communicating to the people of the internet. No one else. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, yes, Jules Gatto. Cat in Italian. That's that's what that means, apparently. I don't know. I haven't looked it up. If Google Translate, if I write it in there, will it I tell don't, me? I don't speak Italian as well. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I hope so. Otherwise, I've been telling lies for do my you, whole Do you speak life. Italian? A little bit. A little. That's more than me <laughs> with great, Polish. How great would it be if you go to Google Translate, you write gato, and it translates to cat in Italian? <laughs> well, how good, good would it be if you just translated it and it says a liar? And it's just like, I knew it! Jules is a liar! <laughs> I knew the whole time I've known well, no, it. No, if it's her last name, the her whole family would be then. Yeah, a family of liars! Just but don't specifically, give away the secret. a liar. Like, there's only one. <laughs> but who in the family is the liar? So, we're doing Oz the Great and Powerful. Um, before we start into this, what is our relationship with this movie? Bartek, let's hear from you first. Um, one Night Stand, by which I mean that I saw it in the cinema with three friends. So, an orgy then? One Night Orgy Stand. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. So, you saw it in cinema. Yes. Lucky Duck. Yeah, and uh, three of us, including me, thought it was just okay, and one of us had... He, his response to it was, oh, my feels. In response to... Well, I'll, I'll tell you who it was in response to. Please, please, please be it that Mila Kunis is the feels. I, no. No, she made me feel something. So, my attachment to this movie is that it's from 2013, so it's fairly recent, and... My 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 girlfriend had uh, a bunch of university friends who really wanted to go see this. They're the kind of people that are like uh, assholes, but uh, they're the kind of people that are like, oh yeah, let's all go to this specific movie and we'll see it. And you know, it'll be that movie that it is going to be popular, but you know that it's not going to be like Avengers or whatever. And they were like, yeah, we'll see this one. Ironically. You know, and I was like, I kind of wanted to see it, but then that made me not want to see it, as well as just looking at the... So their attitude. Their attitude poisoned my attitude, and I didn't see it in the cinema, but it's always stuck with me, that movie, and I finally watched it for this show. What about you, Jules? Um, I was going to see it in the cinema, and I think I left it for too long, or it just wasn't out for that long. Jeez. And then I think one night I was scrolling through on Foxtel On Demand and I went, oh, that movie. Hey, mum, do you want to come watch this with me? And I sat on my couch with my mum and watched James Franco and Mila Kunis in this film. Did your mum enjoy it? How many stars would she give it? If she was here and she could give it a rating. 
Probably three, maybe three. Three out of five or three out of ten? Um, it depends. We'll leave it up to the audience to decide. All right, we'll leave just, Jules's mum. Just before we end the episode, give her a call. We'll ask. Her. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> hey, Ma. I think she's at work, but nah, she not? don't. She she well, she, she doesn't will, have She'd time. lie about it though. So. Yeah, she'd lie but about she's it. she's not the ghetto in my family. <gasps> but she's married oh, into right. it, so she's married into a lie. She's a ghetto in-law. Oh, that doesn't count then. What's what's her real last name? Shum. What does that mean? I don't know, it's Chinese. Means lies. Oh, I thought you said shun, as in, like, naughty. No. <laughs> naughty. I so, did the finger wag, audience, just like you Prepare know. yourselves, guys, because we're going to now get into the magic, the wonder, the wizardry of Oz the Great and Powerful. So get your copy of Oz the Great and Powerful ready, because I imagine you all have a legal copy of Oz the Great and Powerful waiting so you can watch it along with us, because this is a movie that needs to be watched. Isn't that fair, guys? You you can't yeah, just walk definitely. into this one blind. Like, no. you may be thinking, oh, well, I already know the story, because I've seen Wizard of Oz, or I know of Wizard of Oz. <laughs> well, mate, this isn't Wizard of Oz. This is completely different, oh, but yeah, yet you, the same. You've seen Wizard of Oz, huh? Yeah, well, what do you think of Chinatown? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, get ready, because we're going to start this magnificent piece of art in 3, 2, 1, play. I actually haven't so, seen The Wizard of Oz. You haven't seen The Wizard of Oz? No, nah, I wasn't born when it came out. Are you sure? Because your family has the mentality of someone who was raised in the well, 1930s. One, well, one of my relatives around that time, you know, it was like almost a decade before. Well, not a decade. It was the decade where later on, uh, you know, concentration camps and all that. You know. <sighs> so they couldn't be afforded the luxury of Judy Garland. No. Nope. Damn. So Easy. have you seen Wizard of Oz, Jules? Yeah, I have. I also saw it on stage with Nikki Webster back in the day. <laughs> Far out. What, who, was Nikki Webster the Wicked Witch? Like, who, uh, who was she? <laughs> was she might as well have been. Was she Toto? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a girl's school see? near our university that we went to that is currently having a Wizard of Oz, you know, stage play. Oh my shit. Yeah, that's true. Did she... Was she good in it? She was alright. Yeah, I mean, you could... Back in her Strawberry Kisses days. Did she sing Strawberry Kisses? No. Oh, she fuck it. Though. Oh, it's Zach Braff's in this. Um, I'm happy that he's in something. But the unicycle wasn't in it. That's a lie. It wasn't in it. Yeah, this movie's a lie. I love how when he... you said that's a lie, I didn't know <laughs> if you were talking about me or. The I really want to keep you. Just... I like how they have Bruce Campbell in the credits, even though he's in one scene. Like, like it's because you know who was, Bruce Campbell is. Was he the guy that got whacked by? Yeah. The... Yeah. So Bruce Campbell frequently works with the, the director Sam Raimi. He's, you know, he's Ash in the Evil Dead movies if you've ever oh, yeah. ever witnessed I've them. And of course, one. in Spider-Man, he's in all three. So in Spider-Man 1, he's the guy at the, you know, when Spider-Man goes wrestling? Oh, yeah. And he goes against Bones, Bones so he's like the announcer guy who's like, and he's going to fight was, Bones! Was he, was he the narrator of the games? Probably, yeah. Yeah. And in the second one, I think he was, like, the guy that wouldn't let Peter Parker into Mary Jane's play. <laughs> and then in the third one, he was, like, the waiter that kept interrupting Peter Peter Parker trying to propose to Mary Jane. It's, like, in, fucking great. In the Spider-Man 2 
game of the movie, there's a part in the tutorial where he's like, all right, Spider-Man, now, now jump off this building. And then when you jump off the building, like, mid-fall, it, like, goes into super slow motion. It's like, you actually did it, didn't you? <laughs> stupid, stupid. Well, just press R2, you'll be fine. <laughs> I thought for some reason that it was actually, like, when you said, was he the narrator of the game? I'm like, I sure hope so. And then I'm thinking to myself, oh, is Bartek getting Stan Lee confused? No, no, no. <laughs> Stan, Stan, no but no, Stan Lee he, makes a cameo in, in movies. He was in the PS... He was the narrator of the PS1 games. The PS2 games, it was Bruce Campbell. Uh, oh, that's fair enough. I had a Spider-Man. Uh, you know what was... You know my favourite characters right here? Gunslinger Girl. <laughs> I loved her. I really thought that she was, like, these people here, like, you know, of the circus, mm. were going to be incorporated into the land of Oz not well, just like one of them does a title drop yeah I there know but like you know I thought like not just you know Zach Braff and this chick she's in it right well yeah but she's I... the evil witch right well a lot of the characters we see <laughs> like the, act, the, the actors and actresses are a lot of them in this Kansas scene that appear again as other characters like the girl in the wheelchair yeah but they're, they're main characters but like the secondary characters you don't see like what's his name Knock is it Nuck? Oh, yeah, we don't. We don't see him no. here. We don't see any... Like, that's the thing that I think really would have elevated this. So, James Franco, um, does he turn you on? Anyone? <laughs> uh, if you're a 14-year-old girl who lives in Scotland and he's Instagramming you for a sexy meetup, yeah, would you sure. do it? Yeah, sure. Look, if I'm 14, <laughs> then go for it. But you're not 14. What about no. now? Would you go for it? Yeah. If he was dressed up you're in that hat? Or are you too legal? Look, if he was dressed up in that hat, maybe. I'm leaning more towards yes. Are you more of a... It sounds like you're more of a Dave Franco type of yeah, girl. Yeah, look. The lamer Franco. <laughs> it's more because I... if Look, if I was to ever get with James Franco, I'd be a little bit concerned with how much he's painting... Um, What's his name? Painting? Who's he painting? No, painting pictures of... Um, Seth Rogen? Yeah, Seth Rogen. Ah. Uh, well, while having sex with you? Like, what do you want? I think it would just be more like, can we go do something? It's like, no, I'm too busy painting Seth I like Rogen. I'm asking, would you have sex with James Franco? And I'm, I'm like, would you get with James Franco? Your concern is the long-term relationship yeah, with him, well, in which, he's more, in which you're but, more like, James, can we go out for dinner? But, and he's like, sorry, Jules, I'm painting rogues. But, but just, <laughs> just, just like painting just him over your body. Trying to do it and looking up and seeing Seth Rogen's naked body, like in a painting on the roof. So what you're saying naked? is you want a hot piece of Seth Rogen? Then I hear what you're saying. What was that about? He paints Seth Rogen naked. I do not know. <laughs> this is apparently new information. I know there's a book. Some other artist, not James Franco, did a book of nude Seth Rogen images, like, in erotic scenes and stuff. But now I'm not sure if that the person was just James Franco in a disguise. So, uh, fun fact about this tattered jacket. Uh, in oh, the yeah, original Wizard of Oz, Jules, yep. which Bartek hasn't seen, uh, the wizard wore a jacket. And they got that, the production crew got that jacket from an op shop. They got it from an op shop, a shabby old jacket, and they later found out and confirmed that that jacket was made for and used to belong to the original author of Wizard of Oz. Wow. Isn't that neat? So that little reference about the shabby jacket is in a reference. This movie is self-referential. Mm-hmm. To the great... Oh. 
the side of his like little house thing said Oz the Great and Powerful. That sign says Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh my lord! And then earlier on, it had Zach Braff, and that was like foreshadowing and that the, he's going to be in this. And the opening credit sequence even said Oz the Great and Powerful. Wow! So, would you go to his magic show? Yeah, yeah. It looked no. ch- it looked pretty, you know, it ch- looked, affordable. It looked pretty good actually. Like until they started shitting on it. I like the touch of um, how he hired people to like accuse him of oh, the yeah. strings. Well, yeah, I, I assume that he hired them, but then when when they wouldn't, he wouldn't make the little girl walk. They turned on him. Like even the people he hired, they were like, "Do it," <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, Dicks. jeez." So, I like how she was too dumb to realise that she was the volunteer. Mm. Like, Although, maybe like she, she just forgot. didn't want to. No, she she clearly forgot. Yeah, she just forgot. Like, even Zach Braff's like, jeez, I was in Scrubs and I could remember. Jeez. So, this is... Is this the first... For me, honestly, I think this is the first film I've seen Zach Braff in. I've only seen him in, like, Scrubs and TV shows, but this is, like, the first film, I think, maybe. I feel like he was in another Disney film. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. I loved him as Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Could you imagine if Zach Braff and Johnny Depp were actually the same person and Johnny Depp's been wearing prosthetic makeup the whole time <laughs> as Zach Braff? Hey, I haven't seen them in the same location at the same time. Could be. Oh, good hmm? point. Could be. I also haven't seen Meryl Streep with them at the same time. Uh, haven't you? I haven't. Didn't you? Um, have you not seen Into the Woods? No. Jeez. Yeah, I love Zach Braff in that movie. <laughs> Zach Braff is brilliant <laughs> in that film. As, as Meryl Streep. So, Jules, tell us your, your experience watching when you had to watch this movie with your mum. Did you laugh? Did you cry? Did you both eat ice cream? Who knows? It, did it make you as a mother-daughter combo combine more? Is, was it a bonding experience? Um, One you all reflect on. Sure, why not? I yeah. remember asking her if she would like some popcorn, and then she said yes, and I went and made some. Wow. And when, when in the movie did you make the popcorn? <laughs> Do you remember? Um, probably the... Fourth time we saw Oz the Great and Powerful show up. In the so, world. like, what, four minutes in? <laughs> jeez. You know uh, more a... like 20 seconds. But... Oh, jeez. You know what would be a funny anachronism for this scene? What? If, like, you're like, oh, in the early shot there were clearly no strings. Yeah, right? And then the whole point is there are strings. Yeah. It's like, oh, in the earlier shot it was clearly magic, not a trick. You only hear something funny. I didn't realise until yes. I went to the IMDB page that the China girl was a little girl who couldn't walk. I didn't think about it. Like, I didn't... Like, I forgot the aspect that, that people that he knew... That took me a second, too, as well. It took me the whole entire movie. Also, the actress's name is Joey, I think. Joey? Joey. How you doing? Uh, you know, uh, I like that Zach Braff looks like a monkey as a human and looks less like a monkey when he's an actual monkey. Do I look like a monkey? Um, no. Yes. Not as much as Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller reminds me (laughs) that we are evolved from apes. I really want to know how he did that trick. Do you really wonder why he doesn't... Okay. Here's a major critique of the movie. Now, this is a positive critique because I think 
this is showing more of the human nature than his performer nature that once he actually gets into Oz, he doesn't actually do any magic tricks. Like he does for the first little bit, but then the rest of the time he's just running. Well, a lot and of, then the climax. Well, and a lot of them are, you know, just like tricks where you can be like, oh, I know what he did rather than Yeah, like, such as he threw something at the lion. Yeah. That... I could do that. I could throw something easily. I'm the wizard. Mm-hmm. So, so, so it's, it's less performance in nature and more like, oh, well, I'm just using whatever I can, like, get a quick thing out of. Like, at one point, he just pulls out, like, flowers. Like, hey, I can do this. Yeah, and she was, like, stunned. Mm. She was like, oh, my God. So, did you guys have a favourite character in this movie? Because this movie has a plethora of characters. Did you have a favourite, Bartek? Not one that I felt too strongly on, but I suppose I did. For, for like the one moment they appeared which was it was you remember the scene way later on where the the tinkers using fake scarecrows and they're being attacked yeah that one of the flying monkeys like gr- like destroys one grabs and then he hay. flies up into the air tries to escape no 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 he, and he like just sh- like shows the hay over to the one of the witches like look it's hay i just found that funny Okay, so that was your favourite character, Monkey Who Discovered Hay. Monkey Who was like, look, it's, it's hay. You're really picking obscurity. My favourite character was an actual character. Do you remember the bit that we are going to come up to in a little while where he gets sucked into the tornado mm-hmm. and there's that piano accordion that just tries to kill him? Yep. That was my favourite character in the movie. Oh, yeah, yours I- is an actual character, Ryan. <laughs> it talked with music. That's true. Short. No, no. My actual favorite character would have to be, you know, it's a real tough pick because this movie does have a lot of characters, Jules, but I really like Zach Braff as a monkey. Uh, there, oh, was this, Finley. there was this one line that actually made me laugh out loud where he's like giving all these excuses for why they could go back to the Emerald City and hand themselves in. It's like, oh, oh, we could tell them about, you know, the pothole problems on the yellow brick road. I'm like, <laughs> Far out. The yellow brick potholes, wasn't it? Yeah, the yellow brick potholes, and that made me laugh. I just thought, like, okay, Zach Braff chucked that one in there for fun. Yeah, even, and, like, I don't think they'd actually mentioned that the, like, the name of the road was Yellow Brick Road. No, they did. Did they? Yeah, they said you could go down the Yellow Brick Road. Like, Mila Kunis is like, we can get to the Emerald City by going down the Yellow Brick Road. Wouldn't it be great if they couldn't get the copyright for the Yellow Brick Road, so it was, like... The shit brown road. Yeah, let's go down the shit brown road. What about you, Jules? Do you have a fave? I'm going to say Zach Braff as well. Zach Braff? I thought you were going to go with a strong man. Are you talking about Frank or Finley? <laughs> with Zach Braff. The one who doesn't knock when there's a sock on the door? Or the one who's a monkey? And he doesn't with like wings. bananas. Be- well, he does like bananas, but it's not. it is because he's a monkey, but he doesn't want you to say it. Did he say that in the movie? Yeah. I can't remember. There's so much stuff that... It's like right around the time of that line you love so much. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff happens. I was trying to keep up visually as well as Like, James Franco was talking about how, like, oh, you know, when I get that gold, I'll give you some and you can have all the bananas you want. And he's, like, pulling out the racist card. It's like, oh, you're saying that because I'm a monkey? And he's like, so you don't like bananas? Like, of course I do. I'm a monkey. I just don't want you to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Zach Zach Braff really steals the show in this. But then there's a portion of the movie where Zach Braff's no longer in the movie. He just doesn't speak. So, this... this Okay. So, Bartek, the real question that we try and explore is, why isn't this one an uh, an appreciated masterpiece? Because you can tell by looking at it, like this sequence here, we haven't even talked about the opening sequences of this movie, is 
four by three ratio in black and white, doing a homage to the kind of, you know, the original kind of time period of, you know, when it's set and all that kind of stuff. And did, did Wizard of Oz do the same thing? It started out in black and white. I can't remember if it had four by three, probably. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's very, very smartly done. And like the acting in this sequence is very well done because it's kind of, naturalistic but they're playing it over the top slightly because they're this is the kind of feel of the times and cinema mm. kind of stuff so it's kind of neat mm. and you know this film uses a lot of okay i was thinking this is a long shot yeah you know it doesn't it doesn't mind holding on a character but what i'm saying is this movie is actually really well done unlike say a movie that okay i walked in thinking is this just going to be tim burns alice in wonderland but with james franco yeah. And I'm I'm shocked that it isn't because you know what this movie does have Bartek. I think I I think you and I would really appreciate is this movie out of all the movies I think it has some of the most beautiful little quiet scenes in it. You know, like little scenes that just show the 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 true nature of characters, such as when he glues her legs back together. Like just little yeah. quiet moments. That is what my friend who went my feels was responding to. What I thought he was responding to when she grabbed out a knife. <laughs> <laughs> later on in the movie. Um, we'll get to her later. So why do you think this movie isn't as loved? Because Sam Raimi, the director, he's no he's no slacker. He really put effort into this. When I was doing, you know, reading up on this movie last night after I saw it, uh, a lot of the things I read were things along the lines of its place in the canon of Wizard of Oz. Mm. Like how... Correct me if I'm wrong, the story of the Wizard of Oz, it was all a dream? Yeah, it's all her subconscious yeah, and like, dreams, like Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, and it. like here it clearly establishes that Oz is a world, unless this whole thing is someone's dream. And Yeah. And there was another thing, it was um that that, that show, Wicked, apparently... The musical, yeah. yeah. Yeah, apparently that's also an origin kind of story. Of the witches, yeah. Yeah, and it yeah. like doesn't, and this is like a completely different story. Yeah, because the wizard still... You know in The Wizard of Oz and in Wicked, the wizard is a dick? Like, he's a nice guy, but he's a charlatan dick, and he's in it for the money and in it, like... And at the end of this movie, it's no longer about the money. It's like he's a good guy deep down. Like, he really just wants to be an honest man. While the wizard in both Wicked and Wizard of Oz is way more of a dick. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of feel. Yeah. But I don't mind the fact that this kind of explores that character. But yes, the dream thing. I, I did want to talk about that. Because, you know, in Wizard of Oz, it's a dream. But in this movie, it indicates it's a dream too. Or he could be dead. Because he prays to God to save him. And then God responds by sending him to Oz. And everyone that he's surrounded by that he likes are in Oz. Just like in the Wizard of Oz. Except for at the end of the movie, he doesn't wake up and go, and you were there, and you were there, and you were there. So, I don't know, it's this kind of movie where it's like, is it, like, is Oz a place where it's like a shared dream world? Oh, so like a collective unconscious, but in yeah. dreams. Yeah, could it be, could Oz be that? Because, you know, Wizard of Oz isn't just one book, it's like a series of books. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Dorothy isn't always the main character, so... Maybe it's not just her dream. Like, it's collective people's dreams that need... Like, you know, they need something. Like, you know, uh, with with Franco, he wants to be more than good. He wants to be great. He has all these aspirations. As does Dorothy. She has aspirations for better things. 
and then going to Oz kind of fulfills their needs, but also also shows them what they really need and what they really need to do in life kind of stuff, what they need to appreciate. Maybe that's the point of Oz. Yeah. All right, so let, let's step back to the why we think this is unappreciated. Do any more ideas yeah. other than the whole picture? Yeah, see, I'm going to agree with you that most people like things to be in a neat and tidy box where it's all sequential falls in one universe that makes sense when everything's put together kind of like how people always uproar when marvel do something new and they go oh but that that hasn't been done before and that doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. and um it's you know people always go oh yeah but like here's my nice neat little box like just why can't everything stay Pe- People there? want, but they also demonise something being different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's a case of people... Like, look, it's a remake... Well, it's a, you know, it's a, ta- a different take on a classic story. It, it's and an adaptation of the one of the books, basically. Yeah. Sort of. Kind of, you know, know. It's, it's, an, it's a liberty on stories, right? Yeah. And no Wizard of Oz... And Wizard of Oz has had many other movies made, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Muppets have done it, Return to Oz, The Wiz. The only other case other than The Wizard of Oz that has been successful in that universe is Wicked, and that's because it's a stage show musical version of it, and so it kind of works. The thing about Wizard of Oz, the original that can't be recaptured, even though this movie does try it by using the aesthetic values. It's it's one of those movies like Casablanca or Citizen Kane or this, this and that. It just, it's, it was just all a matter of luck behind the scenes. Like Judy Garland wasn't like, you know, like she was a star, but she wasn't like the biggest star in the universe. And that really kind of made her the big star. And it was just all a matter of just chance that makes the Wizard of Oz work. You know, lots of horrible stuff happened behind the scenes, you know, and all that kind of stuff. It just, it just all kind of fell into place. And I think only certain movies can do that and no other movies can recapture that. And I think, I think that's part of the problem. People were thinking, oh, this movie's not going to capture, recapture that, and it's not going to capture anything, so they just kind of wrote it off the bat. I mean, Bart's like, you were the one who saw it in the cinema. Why did you walk away from this feeling, meh? What was Bartek in 2013 feeling? Well, again, I was, like I said, I haven't actually seen anything else to do with The Wizard of Oz other than, you know, this movie and all the parodies in all the cartoons. Yeah. The Wizard of Oz is a common thing to parody. Yeah. Or, or do an adaptation of with certain characters. So I suppose I just walked out of it looking at the face value of, okay, beautiful land of... Actors doing an alright job. I like Mila Kunis, but ultimately, I don't really know, you know, anything that I could really take away from it. Okay. It's it's when I do a show like this that I actually have to think about it some more, whereas that was just like an outing with three other friends. So it's one of these movies where the general going public couldn't enjoy it because it's really smart, basically. Possibly. Like, you mentioned there, it can't be recaptured. Yeah. And... It is true. Even Orson Welles had a quote about this movie. Yeah? He said, I wish I could make this movie, but I can't. It's just... (laughs) It's too beautiful. Could you imagine Citizen... Like, instead of him doing Citizen Kane, he did Wizard of Oz, (laughs) and he was the wizard? It would have been great. You know, this movie... I think another reasoning for its failure is just the timeline. Look... I'm thinking this was a summer blockbuster kind of movie, yeah? What happens so. during that timeline 
Marvel movies yeah. and all of yeah. this. And unfortunately, as much as I like the superhero movie phase, I, I don't mind it. Like, they're movies that are smart, but they cater to the general mass. This movie's smart, but it's also trying to be a blockbuster kind of smart, but it isn't a blockbuster movie. It's more of an art movie. Yeah, definitely. You know? And I think it's just Certainly a Certainly from this point onwards, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just the problem of the cinematic landscape. I think this comes out during a time in which everything is a franchise. This is not... Like, it's trying to build on the idea of being one, but... That doesn't really work. Like, this isn't a superhero movie. Like, that's the problem. It's not a superhero movie. If it's not Marvel or DC, no one's going to care at that period of time. And that's still the period of time we're in now, I think. You know, there's many great movies that just are getting not seen. Because why would you want to go to the cinema to see Oz the Great Powerful when you know for a fact that, you know, Iron Man, blah, 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 is going to be great, you know? Wasn't Iron Man 3 the movie that year? That came yeah, out. you know, yeah. like blah 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 blah. So like, what's the point? But it's all—it's almost a, an issue of the period of time between the original and this as well. Because if mm. you think of films now, like Finding Dory has just come out, and everyone is like over the moon ecstatic for it, and it's mm. been however many years. Like The Incredibles are going to come out in three years' time, mm. and that's a fifteen-year time period, and everyone is still like. Pumped. pretty pumped for it. Well, yeah, remember when Toy Story 3 came out? Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, again, that has something like, you know, this is a Disney movie, so Disney's brand should carry this alone. But you know what Finding Nemo and all that have in common? It's Pixar. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Pixar have a quality that makes people go, I'll see it. Even with movies like Cars and Cars 2 and, and you know, Monsters Universe and all their lesser ones... People are still like, I want to see this. Hmm. You know, it's like how an actor can sell you, like, oh, I will see every Nicolas Cage movie, or I will see every James <laughs> Franco movie. Yeah. With that, it's like I will see the Pixar movie. Mm. Yeah, but it's also still within a time period where, you know, most people are still were young enough to remember first seeing it, and now are old enough to see the sequel and get additional things out of the film. Mm. Where with with the Wizard of Oz, it's such a huge time period away where and it's you could, shaped culture so yeah, much. You could probably say, "Oh, the Wizard of Oz," and someone who's thirteen will go, "Oh, I kind of know the story, but ha- would have not seen the film for it." Yeah, you know what's something interesting? Just saying that, but the time period. Wizard of Oz itself has shaped culture and cinema so much that I, you know, I genuinely believe that people you know, who haven't seen it before and have an understanding of what it is, will see it and be disappointed because it's been hyped up, it's been shaped, and I think that this movie suffers from that problem. Like, you know, it has such a huge shadow to try and step out of with Wizard of Oz, and it just has no possible chance, even with the greatest minds working on it. Like, to be honest, Franco is what sells it for me. Like, I like Sam Raimi as a director. He's great. Spider-Man's great. You know, Evil Dead, cool. But if you said to me, Ryan, we're going to remake Wizard of Oz, I'll be like, get out. It's like, but we got Franco as the wizard. I'll be like, okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. 
I think, you know, he sells it for me. Yeah, like, this is a whole world with all this fantastical stuff. Like, we just saw, we're not going to see them again, the little water fairies or yeah. something, pixie yeah. fairies, whatever. Fairy, there yeah. are witches, there are these little munchkins, there's the, the flying monkey and all that kind Chinatown, of stuff. Chinatown, yeah. And yet it's it's his interaction with this world that we kind of we kind of looking at. Yeah, and I like how he just kind of accepts it after a little while. Like, it's not like a whole thing of... Oh, well, this is strange, blah, blah, Well, this is what God gave him after he begged to him, so yeah. it's like, I'll take it. Um, Mila Kunis is finally here, uh, acting. Also, the little joke with his full name there, if you take the first letter, it becomes Oz Pinhead. Yeah, I personally <laughs> liked her little reference of uh, uh, her being like, I don't like water, could you get out? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, read, like, I read about nice. that. I read about that after, like, I saw the movie, and I'm like, kind of pay attention to it in this sequence. You know about her not liking water obviously. yeah Scooby uh, funny <laughs> enough Scooby Doo often pointed out the fact that oh witches they must be weak to water or something amazing this is a question are all the witches or is it just the wicked ones because like you never see the other witches get affected by water S- as far as we know it's just Theodora mm, Theodora what a great name uh, so Mila Kunis is in this movie and she's got this great jacket right now with those stupid buttons or oh, yeah. whatever they are. What are they? Are they buttons? What are they? They're like oh, you, hard to explain. You mean those like pin things that you put under like the little yeah, they're like rope things, plastic hook I've, I've had things. A, I've had that a, was so 1905 fashion, might I add. I had a jacket like that not too, a few years ago, but I can't remember what happened to that jacket. The weird tooth-looking buttons. Yeah. Yeah, I thought... Okay. They weren't that far apart from each other. I, yeah, but hers is for aesthetic value. I don't think she can bundle up coat. But here's the thing about it. Like, when I watched it, I didn't realise... When I first watched it, I didn't realise the monkey they were they were buttons. I thought they were, like, little horns spewing oh, yeah. out. That would be cooler, right? Because she's a witch, so she's got to have some witchy-like fashion. She just looks like she's just, like there like in her outfit like you know what i mean like until she turns into spoiler alert the wicked witch she doesn't look like a witch she just has a big hat and she leather looks, pants she looks more like captain hook yeah she looks like a i would watch mila kudas as captain <laughs> hook <laughs> could you imagine her hook hand she would have a hook hand but it would be covered in like diamantes and oh, shit yeah. and she'll be just like Meh. for those listeners who are more familiar with older final fantasy she looks like a red mage yeah she Whoa. does yeah. well i'm so. out of the loop Red mages are basically the type of mages that can use the basic to intermediate healing and offensive Maybe magics. that was on purpose. Yeah, or could, does she have healing magics? Wait, no, no. Okay. Maybe, no. If, well, she, if there's any indication in this movie that she has healing magics, then it is a Final Fantasy reference. There is magic. Because she, because she definitely has offensive magics of the black mages. Of fire variety. She has yeah. fireball powers. That, so... That's one thing I did remember. Like when I thought when I was watching this movie, I was like, there's a point later on where there's like green and red magic going on, and it happened. It was her and her sister. Yeah, I really like um fun fact about this, you know, this whole 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 affair is is Disney, the original belonged to MGM and MGM and oh, fuck it. Metro Goldwyn Mayer. And they could only get certain legal rights to certain copyright things. So they could have The Wizard, and they could have Oz, they could have The Yellow Brick Road, but they couldn't have 
the specific shade of green that the original witch has because it's yeah. so iconic. So that's why when you watch this movie, you look at Mila Kunis as the Wicked Witch when she does turn into it, and it just doesn't look right because yeah. the green's not the iconic green. And they weren't allowed to have the chin mole, like the infamous chin mole. So that was like another thing they couldn't have. It's like, why couldn't they allow that? Uh, it's just so and, um, weird. And wasn't wasn't the name of that uh, specific shade of green like something Theodora ish? Yeah, because it's also the same green that they used for Frankenstein, even though Frankenstein was in black and white. Mm. Uh, it just gave that e- eerie effect. You know what I love about this scene, Jules? Is if you met me at a lake. <laughs> And I helped you run away from some monkeys, and then you took off your big hat and had hair over one eye looking like Jessica Rabbit, and I said, let's dance. And keep in mind, the monkeys sounded like pterodactyls. (laughs) Watch out, Jules. Jules is afraid of pterodactyls. It's a deep fear. And I asked you to dance. Would you fall instantly in love with me? No. (laughs) What? But this is how women are. He's such a good guy, though. Since when, Ryan? Are Are you a woman? Can you? I've can watched you... movies and this is how they are. And you know, movies are fa- uh, facts. I guess red mages are kind of different. Movies are factual, Thank Jules. You, look, look, oh, you red mage me. <laughs> look, I like how she just like. Is this a Jessica Rabbit impersonation? I don't know what's happening with oh, this. Yeah. Like, I don't like, think of that. Guess yeah. what? She's sexier because half of her face is covered up. No, look. If I did this, if I gave you some magic, maybe would that work? Women are enticed by magic boxes and musical boxes. If you lived in a world where musical boxes didn't exist when I gave you one. Ryan, there is no magic spell in Final Fantasy that just summons a music box. He's not a real magician. <laughs> Maybe 15 will have it. He's a know. trickster. Uh, so He actually is a very Ding and answer, Jules. <laughs> no, she's just giving me silence. No. <laughs> but, but... She's a strong female character who's driven by love and scorn... Sorry, isn't it's so true to and, life? A and lot a naughty of sister. Female characters are driven by those things. Yeah, life, right? Yeah, pretty much. See, so that means if I did these same, if this situation played out for us, should work. Well, sure. If there are cameras <laughs> and no cameras, <laughs> if I smiled like he did just then, which was creepily, might I add. Well, James Franco. Uh, I like how she's wearing like leather pants. It's like, what is her fashion style? It's shiny. Like, it's pirate chic. She literally does look like a pirate When I was watching this with my girlfriend, she's like, these pants don't show off the great ass that Mila Kunis has. And then I'm like, does she have a good butt in general? I've never noticed. Well, she is Russian. Have you ever thought that maybe she lost it after she did Black Swan? Oh, yeah, she did Black Swan. That was the year before, I believe. No, two years before. Ma- like, uh, here's the thing about Mila Kunis. Do you guys... Is she attractive, do you think? I reckon so. Yeah, I think she's very pretty. I do too, but here's my thing. Why? <laughs> like, I can't figure out what it is that is the attractive thing about Mila Kunis. She just kind of is there. You know she what I mean? She has nice features. Like, she everything has, just sits together. She nice. has the Eastern yeah. European aesthetic. Yeah. With my Italian accent for some reason, <laughs> even though I am Polish. Because you know with certain actresses or people, they're, like, they're attractive, but they've got that like one distinctive thing. I'm just like, Mila Kunis I, is just kind of there. She's say, kind of got like a, a, a baby face, but kind of not. It's just like, what's going on? I will say in this movie, not so much, but 
In general, yeah. It's also because I've we've all seen her grow up from that 70s show yeah. when she was like 13 years old and she's just yeah. slightly taller. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Than that, like she's kind Michael. of remains... She should have been Jackie in this movie. <laughs> Would have made her more menacing. Oscar! <laughs> Would have made her way more menacing. So here we are, Jules. Uh, favourite character of the movie. The real hero. The unsung hero, Finley. Woo, Finley. Um... Why do we love Finley? Is it because he's a smart talker? Yeah, definitely. You know what the real issue we haven't talked about, Bartek, and I, I know you're, you're, you're saying it. If James Franco's character was so poor, how can he afford to own a hot air balloon? Is James Franco's character meant to be poor? Yes. Like, the indication at the start was, remember? I thought it was just, like, a low, like an off day or something. No, like, it seemed like this was the recurring thing, and he's not a very good wizard or, you know, like, magician, well, so I, I su- it's like they're strapped for cash. That's su- why he paid... That's why Zach Braff is so annoyed. I suppose the question is, was it his hot air balloon, then? Yeah. Yes, it said a, Oz the Great Power. But they're in a circus, but was so it? But what? was it his or was it an ad? But... Why would they advertise their least popular attraction? Because it's from the circus. Yeah, but why would they have his name on, not the circus? It's his name. It's like maybe it, they have multiple, and like that was the Oz day. I don't know. It felt like he owned the but why, balloon. Why couldn't he, you know, have planned it earlier? Like, oh, there's this, you know, hot air balloon. I'll just patch my name on it. Like, Do you think James Franco's character could patch? things that well do you think he knows how to, he Could. didn't even know how to operate a hot air balloon hence was it his yeah but in all fairness he was doing it during a tornado so not much chance but that's what i mean like whose hot air balloon was this was it zach braff bought it for him because he's his boyfriend who knows maybe what's going it belonged on. to the clown <laughs> that clown didn't i'm a, just saying that clown didn't act like a normal clown he seemed like he had something he was drunk on. yeah um, that clown did have a, have a lot of issues. Um, do you think the CG works in this movie, guys? Looking at Finley alone? Yeah. But looking at what they're walking in? Uh, well, I don't know how much of it is CG. I'll give you a hint. Because like, I, read in, <laughs> I read in the trivia that like they did make sets and then they added some CG, so I don't know what's what. Really. But the thing is, because it it is a magical world, like I, I can kind of let that slide. Yeah, you let it slide. You let the green screen slide. I, th- I I like this world probably a little more than the uh, the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, one. I like it a lot more. Yeah. There's colors for us at art. Yeah, it's not drab. Or I like how she declares herself queen. There was a bit later on in the movie where she's like, "He said I'll be his queen," and I'm like shouting at the screen, going, "No, you said it!" And then the sister's like, "Are you sure that you didn't say it?" And I'm like, "Thank you. Would I you, knew I wasn't crazy." Would you call that like vanity or innocence? Like, what? What? I thought when which I direction would you put that? in my call notes? That a psycho. In my notes, I wrote, "What a slippery bitch," <laughs> because slippery I thought, bitch. okay, I didn't know what the story was. So all I knew was she was the wicked witch, right? So I thought, oh, she's saying this story about the poisoning of the father. She did it. Like, that's what I thought. Like, oh, she did and this is her. And she got exiled. Because why was she there at the lake? We don't know what she was doing. So I thought, like, oh, she's going to pretend to, like, lure him in. So that way she can come back to the kingdom because she brought the wizard along. And then she can become queen and rule evilly. That's what my thought was. But then, no, it was... 
way more complicated than, than my understanding idea. Which is good, because that's why I'm not a filmmaker, guys. Yeah, she, I didn't a, think of prophecy. She's a tragic character. Yes? I felt... Tra- Did you feel she was a tragic character, Jules? Did you feel the tragedy? Was it Shakespearean level for you? Remember, Well, I think we should love. Ask, do we know what tragedy is, or do we just use that as a, another word for sad? That's what I'm mm. asking you. Because yeah, okay. tragedy isn't just sad. No, it's not. I don't think she was that tragic of a story, to be honest. I think it was just... Well, well I would go to the word with woeful. Well, I'll just say, like, I, I sort of see her more on the innocent side, like, swayed by emotions. Like, you know, she... She thought she was in a good situation. She wasn't trying to force it or anything like that. And and then her sister, who is... Would you say she's manipulative? Uh, no. She's no? a fine, upstanding young witch <laughs> who is not at all manipulative. If anything, she's the real hero of the story. Exactly. She's manipulative. So this <laughs> sister who I deem as more innocent is, is getting, you know, a bad influence from her sister. And because, you know, she doesn't know that she's wicked, she will spend time with her because it's a sister she loves her she's supposedly good it's it's undoubtful that she would you know fall and become the wicked witch as the sister says as both of them said mila kun has has inner wickedness in her so Mm -hmm. the general feeling in this universe is that you're born into the role that you're going to play there's no avoiding it kind of thing yeah, destiny, prophecy. So she was always going to be evil. Like, no matter True. how much she tried to avoid the darkness, eventually she would be consumed by her inner wickedness. That's but, but, the kind of idea. So she could be innocent all she likes, but in the end she's still going to turn into the Hitler but, of this universe. But ask yourself this. Is she doing a good job suppressing it now? Uh, in a moment she won't. <laughs> when she throws her fireball. Uh-huh, and... Was it because a manipulative person, you know, egged her on? Um, I think it's when the she is yes. She just said that you have inner wickedness, and she's like, I don't. She just throws a ball of fire. I don't think it was much manipulation. It was more like just pointing out the obvious. True, but look, we're all not them, but we're all human. Are we, Jules? You're more of a cat than a human. Cat in Italian. Meow. See, I know it. Yeah, indeed. But look, <laughs> we're all human. We all we all have bad thoughts. You know, like, you might sometimes get pissed off at someone and think, I'm going to kill that person, but you don't. Um, Is that not a type of inner wickedness? Uh, yes. Look, I think everyone has the potential to be... Evil. To be bad. It's just whether, you know, how much you choose to, and unfortunately in some circumstances, like... If you're not guided in a way that informs you about both decisions, then it's very hard to, yeah. you know, strictly be good or strictly be bad. Mm. If, like, in her case, if she's constantly being egged on and told, you know, you are wicked, eventually she will. Because, what, you know, when you've been told that for so long, either you, you kick up a fuss and you go, you know what, I'm going to prove you all wrong, or you mm-hmm. go, fuck it. It's yeah. nature gonna, versus nurture. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's just well. My impression of in the Ozverse, yeah, the Ozverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, my impression is, you know, the witches of the north and south are good. The witches of the west and east are bad, and that's just what their roles are. You know, and this is the origin story. This sister is already evil, you know, for 
reasons. And I've got the feeling like it's just like my opinion was it's like destiny. It's no matter what you're going to. You're evil. You're evil. You're good. You're good. Like I, there's no in this world there is no black and it's all black and white. There is no middle gray area. But but you know how it's it's you have to look at the context of when the film was made. Like in the 30s when Wizard of Oz was made. Yeah, that kind of thing would fly, but. In 2013, you know, people think a bit more. And that's why a lot of people online, you know, they'll write that they kind of do sympathise with Theodora's character. Do they? I've certainly read that. Okay, see, for me, I think the reasoning for why this failed is Mila Kunis. The whole movie? Yeah. Okay. It's not just Mila Kunis. You know what? All the witches. When I watched this movie, I loved everything but the witches. And I, in the original, loved the witches, particularly the Wicked Witch. And I think it's the acting. I think it's the acting. It's like, this acting from the witches is... Sam Raimi gets these type of performances when he's off. Like, in the Spider-Man movies, especially Spider-Man... Okay, these performances are all the performances of Spider-Man 3. You know what I mean? Like, they're over the top. They're kind of stilted. They're kind of weird. I don't feel like these are people. It's like Mean Girls Golden Witch. Yeah. But at least with Mean Girls, they were people. I feel like this one, for instance, she's evil for the sake of evil. You know what I mean? And that, and that works. But like you said, we're, we're craving more. And I feel like Mila Kunis is the face of the problem. Because with the Wicked Witch, we have a classic interpretation of it. And Mila Kunis just... She's a great actress. I think she's funny. I think she's witty and all that. But I don't think she has the emotional chops to play off the sympathy of her becoming the Wicked Witch. And even when she is the Wicked Witch, she's not menacing. I think that's the problem. I think all the witches are the problem, but Mila Kunis is the top problem because she's the witch out of all of them that we should be kind of invested in. I kind of wish there was a scene where... Glinda, that's her name, right? Yeah, the good yeah. witch. Where, where I wish there was a scene where she and Theodora, pre becoming you know the green faced witch, mm. could have interacted. That way, I think we could have gotten a more idea of what is this wickedness, what is this, uh, it, it, whether I'm right in my saying that she, it's the nurture nature kind of thing going on. Mm. Like maybe she could be like. You are holding it back. You're doing a good job. Or if it could be like, you, oh, you're just gonna. You're in a few minutes. You're gonna be gone. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about during this scene. Sorry, just to say, all I was thinking was Ducktales. Woohoo! Because this is just the intro to Ducktales, where it's like Uncle Scrooge just like jumping in some money. If only he had a Scottish accent. Now I'm just thinking, wouldn't it be great if Smaug came out of that? I'm thinking, wouldn't it be great if a cartoon duck came out of this and was like, don't touch my chalice! A cartoon duck or a boo from Aladdin? Both. 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 Is that the new spin-off, Disney? Get yeah. onto it. Get onto it. <laughs> Woohoo! Cartoon duck and so, a boo. You know what I think really... Okay, this is me. This okay, is you. This is me, in my opinion. I feel like the problem with the witches is the acting in particular, right? But the, everything about them is two-dimensional in a movie that's supposed to make The Wizard of Oz, which is a fairly two-dimensional story with two-dimensional characters, you know, they skip down a yellow brick road, and they're making them flesh out more. And the characters are all fleshed out except for these three witches. Even characters that we haven't met before, like the China Girl, the Finley, all of them, you feel them. You know their story. You, like, you feel like they've lived. But these characters seem like they've come out of a theatre show. You know, that's my problem, but, he, you know, like, it's just, like, this one's the evil English witch, even though the other two are American? Yeah. 
It kind of reminds me of um and like you know I'm bringing going to bring religion into this, but you know like God, yeah. stories in the bite <laughs> like stories in the Bible they they're written they they're very old stories and the way they're written mm. is sort of objective like this is what happens this is what these people believed and then when you watch a movie they actually feel more like characters like you read about Jesus in the Bible and it's something along the lines of you know he's a holy man he he went around and he calmly told people this is it he told stories and all that and then in movies you can have this whole aspect of him suffering him being scared and it's that kind of thing I reckon to humanize the, to humanize yeah to hu- I love that. I thought that was great when he flips the coin and he's like, I'm the wizard. Just like typical, he's in it for the money. <laughs> mm. I love these type of characters that it's a redemption story. That's what this movie's focusing on. But, you know, with the witches, what I was trying to, you were thinking was, you know what would make the Wicked Witch better? The whole thing with the Wicked Witch is, you know, she's that character that's just evil. You know, she's like Maleficent. They're evil for the sake of evil. And then once you investigate their backstory, it takes away from the magic of the character. Like, you know, Maleficent had her own movie. And it was, you know, I haven't seen it, but I heard mixed bag things about it. But the cool thing about Maleficent was she was just angry for no real reason other than she wasn't invited. And then she's like, I'm going to pretty much ruin everyone's lives about it. And the Wicked Witch was just evil for the sake of evil. This is the banana line. Oh, yeah. I was too busy... Oh, I know why I didn't listen to this. I was too busy looking at the horses of many colours in the background, and I thought that was witty. I must love bananas, right? Right? That is a vicious stereotype. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I love bananas. And he's reading about line. He's really good. Of course I love bananas. I'm a monkey. Don't be ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) So... You know, I think with the witches, what would have made it better was instead of like the other witch manipulates Mila Kunis into thinking that the wizard is a dick, you know what would have made it better? The wizard was actually a dick to her. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like it would have made his character more, you know, kind of fleshed out. Like, he makes mistakes. He doesn't think about the consequences to his selfish nature throughout the movie he learns. It would have been great if he he was actually responsible for for her turning into the Wicked Witch instead of, like, him being responsible via someone else's lies and, you know, he doesn't understand why she's turned like this, blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel like it should have been a real... He made an accident, uh, accidental choices or, like, he was too busy being the playboy and he actually affected someone. Yeah, see, in... Um in the actual story of Maleficent with Angelina Jolie, they actually explain why she became so bitter. Exactly, right? Yeah. Bitter. And then she comes into the party because basically the king used to see her all the time and then... And cut off her wings. No, and then um, the king of that time, while he was just a common boy, said, if anyone can give, like, kill Maleficent, (laughs) I'll, I'll make you king. So he cuts off her wings... Jeez. To pretend that she died, and he goes have the like he goes have the throne. Is Maleficent any good like the movie? Yeah, it's pretty decent. Yeah, I like the original reasoning for why she's angry, which is that she doesn't get invited to a party and then throws her shit out. But you know, like back in the day of you know she was a prominent lady. If you don't get invited to like a big event like that, it is like pretty much you could wage war over that. Was like, that like social the birth- social social standings of if you didn't invite someone, even if you didn't like them, if you didn't invite General or Lord such and such to an event, shit's gonna go. Shit's down. gonna go down. I- I'm not too familiar with the story of it. the thing she didn't get invited to was that where she, like the, it- the event where she went and cursed. 
the, yeah, it was like the. It was Aurora's christening. Or Aurora's christening, christening or birth or whatever, and she's like, "I will fuck you." <laughs> and basically, it's like, "I'm gonna turn evil." Okay. So this is the scene I think everyone can agree on is the best scene in the movie because it's just like it's quiet. Like yeah. you've had all of this CGI nonsense. You've had James Franco smiling, but it's this moment where you realize, you know. He really can be the wizard. I feel like later on they play on the fact I'm not the wizard, but oh, yeah, you the, need the recurring I'm, line. The, yeah, I'm not that type of wizard. Yeah, I'm not that type of wizard. And I, typical, I'm not the wizard you you want, but I'm the wizard you need. Bullshit kind of stuff. <laughs> this is the kind of moment where you realize no, he is the wizard of us. He's the guy that was prophesized. Yeah, like you know, and he's got a good heart. Like this whole thing I like about it is he doesn't want to be good he wants to be great but in the end what he needed instead of greatness was goodness and this is a scene in which he demonstrates he has goodness within this shallow heart it's kind of great Mm. and like you know what I love about it knowing it's it's kind of like weirdly enough you know they make it a happier ending but when I was watching this I'm knowing like technically this could have been done as a tragedy because we're knowing that he's going to become that old man wizard that's just, like, a liar and a charlatan mm. and technically a dictator. And in this moment, and in this film, he's leading up to that. Mm. But in this film, they make a kind of happy-go-lucky, like, he's preparing... Kind of my understanding is he's preparing to take on the Wicked Witch, and that means, like, pre- pretty much preparing to wait for Dorothy. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, but in this, it's just, like... I thought it was going to end, like, way more dark and tragic... Where he like kicks the witches out, but he's like, no, he's gonna stay there and get rich on and grow old and evil. Like he's not evil, the wizard. He's just selfish. Yeah, like it's one of those prequel stories where you know who's alive in the sequel, so you know who's not going to die. Yeah. Like like China. Like from what I understand, China Girl and Finley aren't in the Wizard of Oz. No, so. but they are in the story. I mean, Finley, okay. not so much. But the Chinatown stuff is. Chinatown's yeah. in there. But but specifically China Girl. I don't know specifically China Girl, but I know Chinatown isn't mentioned in there. I, I don't know. I don't know enough, mm. but not in the movie, just in the books. Well, I suppose from the gen, like based on people who haven't read the books, they wouldn't know that. They'd be like, "Oh, fair game. Finley might die. China Girl might get cracked. Cracked. Yeah. Does she grow up? Like she's a little girl. Is she gonna be a little girl forever, or does she like grow because she doesn't breathe? Well, the China, like from what the. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the China village was much smaller than James Franco, right? Yeah, so but... So maybe they're just the small people, like the munchkins. Yeah, but she's supposed to be a little girl with parents, so her parents would be, like, taller than her and older looking, so does she grow old? Or is she just eternally this? Yeah, that's what I mean, like... Yeah. How does Chinatown work? I just want to know, does that actually hurt to stitch her back up, like, to glue her back together? No. Here's a, here's a big... Does she have nerves? Well, here's a big she question. Does she seemed to be sad when she lost her legs. Was well, that that's because she can't she walk. Hurt? She can't walk again. She would be never be able to it's, walk. It's like the, the girl. It's like the girl in the wheelchair. Yeah, she's the girl in the wheelchair. Yeah, I know. She couldn't feel her legs, so it's all right. Here's what I want to know: is how do they have sex? China people? <laughs> yeah, China people. Maybe, do they have little China dicks maybe, and little China vaginas? And how do they well, give birth? Well, if we're talking about like sex in terms of pleasure, they might have something alternative they do. In terms of birth... Oh, fuck me, I don't know. <laughs> fuck you, no. Um, fuck me, I don't know. <laughs> in 
this is really tender to see. Maybe like, it's like a case of Pinocchio that someone actually goes around and creates. Oh, the wizard. Yeah. The, so the original wizard created them, probably, because he had actual magic. Yeah. The original wizard. Like, so, her dad, who was a wizard, he could grant wishes and shit. So you mentioned earlier a witch of the south. What's that about? So there's four witches. Yeah. But in both the Wizard of Oz and in this, we never see the other good witch. It's like, I don't know what the go is. I don't know, like... You'd assume there'd be one for every cardinal point. Yeah, no, there is, because there's Wicked Witch of the East is crushed by the house at the start of Wizard of Oz. Yeah, like, you know, where the ruby slippers come That's from. Endora, right? Yeah, this the evil bitch in this, yeah. And then, and she looks like an old hag kind of stuff. And like she's, at the end of this. Yeah. yeah. And then Wicked Witch of the West is, you know, with her flying monkeys ruining shit. Theodora, yeah. And she's out for revenge because... The little girl killed her sister. And then Glinda is the good witch of the north, I do believe. And That leaves another one. And in both of these things, and I don't know, I haven't explored the other mythology. I don't know, maybe she's dead, maybe... Expanded universe. Expanded universe and other films and shit. Is she alive? Is she dead? Does she even exist? Why would they not have a South? Maybe. Or is she just... She's just so removed from everything, she doesn't actually care. Maybe she's <laughs> just a penguin. Wouldn't it be a surprise if the wicked... I mean, the good witch of the South was actually the wizard? That would be kind of neat. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, where is, the, where is the Emerald City located in the grand scheme of directions? Is it know. north, south, I, east, west? Smack bang in the middle. And then yeah, don't get me started about the witch of north, northwest, <laughs> and the witch of north, northeast. And the... So northwest going on north, northwest going on Oh west. my god, <laughs> it's going to be like, all, of, and they'll all be like witches from and be like, Halloween costumes. And the, and there'll also be a thing at Northwest, we, exactly. We northwest. all know the witch from Northwest is the richest because she lives with Kanye and Kim. Oh, God. <laughs> I knew you were going there. I loved China Girl, how my favorite little bit actually, too, was when she's like, I'm not that delicate or precious. And it, like, kicks, kicks him. him and he just responds with, like, That didn't hurt. That didn't yeah. hurt. Like, he, he had no response. Like, it was just like, one, one, one thing that really surprised <laughs> me about this movie with her, and even when I was rewatching How dark this, she is? Yeah, it's like, the first thing you see of her is that tender scene where you're like, the yeah. best scene and in the movie. And now she's like, and let's now kill the she's, she's way more sassy, she says a lot more weird things. She's dark She's dark. Fuck. But she's also a child, as you can see when he's tucking her in in that scene. I really like the bit where she grabs out a knife. <laughs> yeah, the little carving knife. And I really thought, why would you throw that away? <laughs> So she can't breathe, because at the end, she walks through, like, was it, the poppy field, and if you breathe it in, you go to sleep eternally or whatever, like the monkeys. She walks through that fine, so she doesn't breathe, she doesn't bleed, I imagine she doesn't even need to eat. Yeah, does, does she have China lungs and China stomach and China, all that kind of stuff? Like, how does a China girl work? It would be great if someone did this random episode without knowing what the movie was, went to the spot where she appeared and we were talking about China Girl. How does Olaf work from Frozen? Well, they do raise that question. He melts when he goes to heat. Yeah. Yeah, so you would assume that if you broke her. But they explain his origin story. They explain how he came to be. This is just. This is the world that you're in. Why could we not apply that to China Girl? You don't necessarily need a scene with a person. Like, Oz is a weird and wonderful place. It could just be. Yeah, but it's like, you know, like, Oz is similar to, like, Wonderland, where it's like these creatures 
exist in this universe. There's, I mean, there was a whole town of them. They have a whole society. Well, then, like, Frozen, she just creates them to defend herself, basically. Jesus, I look like Majora's Mask. I thought these eyes thing were going to be awesome when they were revealed, and then I was wrong. Yeah, they're just <laughs> creepy-looking fuckers. Um, I was really worried when I was watching this during the black-and-white sequence in particular that, oh, Ryan, maybe we've chosen the wrong one for the show. Maybe this movie is too good to talk about. You know, sometimes I worry about that. But then once we... Mm, once we got into... Make <laughs> <laughs> that an image. <laughs> once we got into Wonder... I mean, not Wonderland. Oz. Oz. I thought... We followed Oz to Oz. We went into Oz. I said to myself, No, no, Ryan. You were right to choose this. Because, <laughs> like, the quality, unfortunately, I understand why it isn't as popular. The CG, for me, is just too artificial. <laughs> Mm. This movie has great moments. This movie does have many moments. Like it doesn't have my favorite one yet, but yeah. What is it? It's it's in the scene where Mila Kunis is turning into the. Wicked oh, Witch. I thought it was gonna be Zach Braff mooing. His <laughs> <laughs> his attack plan is to you go that way, I go this way. You make a noise and distract her. You make an animal noise. Yeah, you make an animal noise, and his animal noise is a cow, and she sees a monkey standing on the thing, going, moo, and she goes, what is that about, and walks over there. Instead of the scene of Franco stealing the wand, I'd rather have the perspective shot of her going to investigate whatever is happening with that cow monkey. Because if that's a more interesting story than him stealing the wand, I don't care at this point. It's like about a Metal Gear Solid, what was that noise? It, it, and then Jane Franco runs in a box <laughs> towards it and grabs it. And he gets a codec call. I did like the line from uh, Finley where they're like, whoa, is this part of the plan? He's like, I don't know. I sneezed away the plan. <laughs> Later on when, um, when James Franco ditches him and Nook to go to the, the gold, to get the gold, and they mentioned like, what is the plan? I was think I was hoping there'd be a callback to this. No, you're wrong. I was wrong, yeah, and I'm sad. So, I like Nook as a character, too. Like, his whole story, his whole arcing story is all he wants to do is blow a fanfare and nobody would let him until they started <laughs> yeah. making out at the and, end. And that was Yeah, and that, and that starting part of the movie, he had the recur... Like, he said it twice. Like, I'm going to blow a fanfare. Yeah, and no one would let him. Yeah, I kind of wish he still said that later on. Yeah, he's like, I, I think he was just like, no, I think by that point they've worn him down. So he doesn't even, he's like, I know I don't have time to say that I'm going to do it. I'd, I'd better just do it, right? Mm. And they're like, shut up. I like how sassy he is, but then once people out-sass him, he gives up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he at the doors, like, smacking Bruce Campbell. <laughs> Moo. And then this is when Jules just goes, Meow. Meow, and just like Meow. joins in, and then Bartek, you can be whatever animal you want, penguin, I guess. So I, I, just saw, <laughs> I just saw James Franco make a face going, Oh god, it's a hand! Uh, yeah, Franco makes amazing faces, which makes me really want to know what his sex face looks like. <laughs> because his face is so peculiar, because I think Franco's got a leading man look about him, yeah. but he's also got a, a homeless man. That's true. You want to know why we know that he's a wizard? I do tell. Well, look, James Franco, he played a character in the Spider-Man films called Harry Osborn. Yep. 
And now... Hobgoblin, yeah. You're a wizard, Harry. In the land of Oz. Oh. Jeez. Bartek, you made a reference there. God, I swore we would never talk about Percy Jackson, the lightning thief in this show, damn it! No! (laughs) I like how when people say, when he says, oh, this is in Kansas, she goes, what is Kansas? Not, where is Kansas? Like... I mean, like, these are the things That's... that kind of... Fo- oh, she's the Witch of the South, sorry. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. So who's the Witch of the North? Oh, she's South. Okay. Yeah. South by Southwest, yeah. Okay, well, North doesn't have penguins, so polar bear. So, yeah. <laughs> Where's the Witch of the North in these movies? She's you, to, well, she's in the you North. You phone us. Here's the number. 1-800-WHERE'S-WITCH. And you answer. And we'll answer. And we'll be like, where's the Witch of the North? And you tell us. You might get a chocolate bar probably get a lot of prank calls like she's a in my anus <laughs> she's in your ass yeah yes. sorry i mood. i've often apologized for that in my life you know before we started this podcast bartek was half an hour late and 25 I, minutes okay half an hour late uh bartek was half an hour late and i, I said to jules i said to jules bartek's running late i'm sorry for the moo and, you know, once you say, I'm sorry for the moo, people just accept your apology. Like, I could have just said, like, I could I could set this house on fire and leave Jules and Bartek in here locked inside, and I'll just knock on the window and go, I'm sorry for the moo, and they'll just be like, okay, he's... All oh, good, okay. buddy. All oh, good. good, and they just burn, burn, burn. Mila Kunis's outfit in this particular scene is confusing, because it's like, are you Little Red Riding Hood? She looks like... Oh, I, I still wanted to wear my pirate jacket, but go to the ball. She yeah. messed up her white mage costume. I really hate her hair in this scene. Like, I thought, like, what were they thinking with Mila Kunis's hair in this scene? It looks... She looks like a uh, 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 a 12-year-old boy with more at no, the back. you know what she looked like? She looked like she was a little a little 5-year-old in, <sighs> in the, her parents' bathroom going, I want Audrey Hepburn's hair, and just chopped it <laughs> super bad. Yeah, what is with the the fringe? I don't know. So wait, did he actually give her the music box, or did she just take the music box? Some places that I read online were like, oh, she was the woman in Kansas that he gave the box to. Yeah, he did. But I'm like, I didn't get that from the movie. She's that woman at the start, like his magic act partner, right? Mm. But like, where did she get it? Because this is obviously a lie. We never saw this happen. Or did he do it? Like, I don't think he did. It's obviously a manipulation, but maybe she saw that she had the music box and made her own or, like, stole hers because we never see... Or magic. That's what I said, made her own, like, magic. Yeah. You know? So, like, you know... She, she's not a craftsman. She's a witch. She makes it with magic. Yeah. I thought that was... The audience could have got that, Bartek. Jeez. She's a woman. She has breasts. <laughs> she doesn't She doesn't have penis. <laughs> Could you imagine when they were filming that, 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 you know, the footage that they're using for... The, the the mirror ball they're just like okay Franco smile for daddy and he's just like because all he's doing is smiling like what are they talking about do you know you know what I mean like when you see footage like that in movies and you, you can't hear what they're saying what do you think the actors are saying to each other like she's just like this yeah I can't believe they gave me the role of Glinda <laughs> and then Franco's like I know right I auditioned for that role. When, they gave me the wizard. <laughs> when I was an extra on some things, we just had to mime. So sometimes I'll just say song lyrics or, or Doctor Evil monologues. I think my favorite part's coming up. Well, uh, when she turns into the witch. No, it, it's it's one of these shots where she's like, 
crying and in her ag- tears give her she's, scars. She's in agony uh, and then like two James Franco laughing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's when, yeah, I think it's now, is it? Yeah. I think it's in the sequence. <laughs> because I've always wanted James Franco laugh next to me, but I wanted two of him. Yeah, with, with high opacity. <laughs> I do like the idea that her her own tears scar her, hence she doesn't yeah. feel things. Yeah, that went over but my head, but it guys, makes sense. Tears are partly water. Yeah, I know, right? So that's why it burns her. Yeah. Yeah. Burn scars into her. That's why emotions are burning her. Because why is it in the Wizard of Oz that she melts from water? Like, what a weird thing to happen in a world that's majority of water. Okay, here's something. Maybe she's ice cream. Do you think the soldiers are in on this? Well, you know what I mean? Like, at this point, the whole realm of Oz believes that Glinda's the evil witch, right? Except for Glinda's castle people, right? The munchkins and all that. So the soldiers believe... The soldiers are just following orders to exterminate the evil witch, right? But then there comes a point where they're told to massacre women and children and villagers and they all cheer. Like, Mila Kunis is standing there as a green witch, and she's like, Give them no mercy! And they're all cheering. So, are they evil, or are they just stupid? Maybe they're medieval. Thanks, Bartek. Maybe they just don't want to get killed, so they're like, Yeah, Yeah, but they could just kill them. I like at the end where the people of Oz are like, We know you're the one who did it! And they're like trying to pitchfork her ass. (laughs) You know, like... You know, but nothing happens. So, Franco is Francoing it up. Now, talking about Francoing it up, Bartek and I did a quiz. Yeah. In which we had to uh, answer questions based on, you know, references and points to this, and it would pick us out of who we were in the it movie, was, it right? Was a, it was a what character, which, which character, what character from the Oz the Great and Powerful are you, but with a lot of typos, so it was that character are you from Oz the Great and Powerful. My favourite was, I think it was like one of the questions. Well, there were seven questions. One of the questions was, uh, what do your, fr- <laughs> what, 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 how would your friends describe you, but in friends it's about F-R-I-N-D-S, friends. and I'm like, how would your friends describe you? How would your friends describe you? And I, I chose all of the above. So, Bartek, who did you get? I was Glinda. Fuck yeah. I was the wizard. I was Oz. Yeah. I thought so, but here's so the So we're going to make out at the end of this? No. Um, here's a question, though. Some of these questions made me go, what? Because I gave... You mean, so- are you a good witch? Yes or no? <laughs> no, it, <laughs> was, it was. What are you? A good witch or B other? Uh, that's right. <laughs> my favorite one was. My favorite one was. What kind of eyes do you yes! have? <laughs> and, and none of the options gave green or blue. Like, what? That like all but two were something and brown. No, no yeah, they're all like. Are they cold and brown? Sharp and brown? And then the other one was <laughs> one black. Of the- or blue. Other. No, no, other. There was no blue. I'm pretty sure one of them was blue because that was the closest one that I could have picked. I chose other because I'm like, <laughs> I got hazel eyes, so I'm fucked. What the hell? Isn't hazel then, brown? Hazel's a mixture of green and brown and okay. stuff. Brown's brown. Hazel's like got some green and shit in I've there. Got blue Hazel's green, kind of like yeah. a mixture of all of it. It's just a reject eye color. Okay. 
things. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm just questioning green. why didn't the impact of her fall because into him not he gave her, her a nurse. He he lowered his hands he to catch her. Gave her magic in a bottle. Cause fog. <laughs> magic fog you. Magic fog. I'm just sad that I was wrong about the laughing Franco bit. I also, in the quiz that we had to do, yeah. they gave, like, had one of do. them was... <laughs> had to do. It was either one question with two answers or one question with, like, eight answers. Yeah, like, I won. <laughs> like, like, what personality trait do you have? And it was, like, all of these personality traits. And I'm like, one of them was my favourite, which was, I'm really good at getting out of pickles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's me. No, it was like, I'm really good at getting out of the pickles. And I'm like, yay! <laughs> I'm stuck in a jar of pickles and I need to get out. Yes. So you're Glenda, you little little frump. Huh? I'm, I'm good witch. I'm I Oz. A, I got a wand. Oh, really? I got a hat. I play with it. So, at this point, Franco's used no magic now. He's, he won't use it for quite some time because he's like, I'm not a wizard, I'm a liar. But he is a wizard. He is, he's just not the type that we need. He's a, he's a liar. That's basically it. So, how did you feel, Jules, about the monkeys yep. that fly? Because in the original, they were monkeys, not baboons, were they? They were just like people dressed up as monkeys with wings. And they were kind of cool. How do you feel about these monkeys that fly? I just took it as it is, I guess. Do they not scare you? No. What? Did you not see the bit where they fly at the screen and go... Yeah, but look, when you're watching it at home, probably doesn't have the same effect. What do you mean? How did you you watch this? Did you watch this on a laptop, in bed, in the lounge room with your mum again? in the lounge room. On the big screen? On the big screen. So when the monkey goes... You should have been terrified. Mind you, in my home, the setup is there's, like, quite a bit of distance between, like, my couch and my TV. So you didn't feel like the monkey was going to jump at you? Because the 3D in this movie, uh, you know, obviously we didn't watch it in 3D. None of us watched it in 3D. But it's like, when you saw it in the cinema, did you have to watch it in 3D? Pretty sure sure I saw it in 3D. Did the 3D rock? Because when you watch 3D stuff without 3D, it looks so lame. Like when they just jump stuff at the screen and oh. you're like, oh, like at the start when all those planks of wood were trying to kill him. I'm, I've always had like the same thing with 3D and everything. It's like, oh yeah, that was alright. Even with Avatar, I was just, yeah, that was alright. 3D doesn't wow you. It doesn't cream your pants. Not anymore. Like when I saw Spy Kids 3D as a kid. You know? wet yourself and you're like, there's no more point of watching movies in 3D. This is the best one. I didn't wet myself, but pretty much. Creamed himself, sorry. So... This movie could have used more Robert Rodriguez directing style, where Franco spent the whole movie on the moon chasing a butterfly. I haven't seen a Rob Robert Rodriguez kids film as an adult yet, so... Yeah, and what's the Spy Kids back? No. Wow. I've only seen them all once when I was young. Wow, you're missing out. It has Machete from Machete in it. <laughs> They're great. Have you watched Spy Kids as an adult? Aren't they great? It's fantastic. I mean, in the second one, Steve Buscemi lives in a volcano and postulates whether God is real and if he killed himself, would he even meet God? It's great stuff. Deep. I just remembered one of the other questions on the quiz was, what do you wear? Oh, yeah, what do you wear? And I wrote, like, a suit would be the most appropriate because I usually dress up more. Mm. And, like, one of them was, like, light white clothes or, like... I think I picked that. 
one of them was like a, a dress, bell a, a bellhop uniform, a bellhop's bell uniform. Yep, Wouldn't it be great if I picked a bellhop's uniform and it was like, no, you're the strong man. <laughs> Beginning of the movie, as if he'd be an answer. <laughs> Did you read the quiz? Anything could have been an answer. Uh, I, when I went to the quiz. One of the things that popped up was, like, someone on Facebook wrote, like, I got China girl, yippee, and I'm like, good for you. <laughs> we should have made Jules do the quiz. I bet she would have got China girl, because you have a knife in what's, your bag. I'll do it now. What's the... What's the Bartek, give her the link. Look up, like, Google, that character are you from Wizard of Oz. No, uh, sorry, Oz, Oz the Great and Powerful. powerful. That character are you, Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah, just pretend so you're writing Jules, what. So Jules is going to investigate that. While that's happening, Franco's now in the Lollipop Guild. Uh, wait, that's something. They that, didn't even mention the Lollipop Guild, so do they not exist yet? Was that a policy set by what, the what wizard? Is, what exactly is it? The Lollipop Guild is like the Tinkers, Tailors, no, like the Munchkins. They all belong to the Lollipop Guild. Like, you don't really so know it's, what it's, it is. It's so just it's various a, kind of craftsmen. Yeah, in a guild. So the union, basically. Okay. And they have the whole song, you know, we're part of the Lollipop Guild, the Lollipop Guild. It's like, oh, cool, the Lollipop Guild, right? And they're all, like, carrying oh, lollipops. There's, like, a really cute old shit. Yeah, you found it. Uh, you know, they're, they're carrying lollipops and shit. Do you think the wizard, when he becomes the leader after this movie, because, what, this is 1905, yes. right? And the original movie was, what, 1939, I want to say? And it's, like, set When in, it was made? When it's made, I think. So let's, let's just say it is set when it's made. I feel like it isn't. But, like, I feel like... And the wizard's an old man by this point. Like, when she meets the wizard, he's an old man. And this is young. So what, like... Freaking nearly, like, 30 years at, at the start, At the start of this movie, when the girl is telling him that, oh, I'm going to get married to this guy, I read, like, in the trivia that, like, oh, those are Dorothy's parents. Yeah, something. that's a so, cool thing. I read that, too, in the trivia. It said that, you know, it's kind of great. So, this movie... So, they waited a long time to get... You know, <laughs> she, got, quiz. she got what I got. You got Oz. What? <laughs> why, why Oz? What did you say? Um... Did you answer that you could get out of the pickles? <laughs> I think this is the sequence. Uh, where she turns her. Any any questions we didn't bring up that we should have talked about? Not really. They're all quite um weird. <laughs> Do you think she'll be his queen? Well, of course she'll be. Well, so they'll be your queens. I like how, for this reasoning alone, I think the reason they put Mila Kunis in this outfit, and I, I think it's a fair reason, is so when she strips off her outfit to become the witch, we can just get some bust action. <laughs> I, no, I really do think that's the reasoning. Because watch this sequence. That's all I thought. I was just like, this outfit and her whole entire look in this scene is kind of weird. And I knew that she was going to transform into the Wicked Witch. So I thought she would have been wearing clothes that were kind of similar to the Wicked Witch. But she isn't. But then she, like, strips off this fucking dress and has, like, a corset thing going on. It's, and I'm like, okay. It's kind of like, you know, Frozen, let it go. Except, But they yeah. look, they're stealing something from Snow White now. Uh, excuse me, they're stealing it from Adam and Eve? Uh, yeah, and that stole it from my mum and dad because they're being apples. <laughs> I've had a grey Smith and Eve. So she eats this apple and she's like, oh, hair blowing in the wind. This, now. Is, this, I don't know this is definitely with laughing Francos. <laughs> I love how you, you pinned it down laughing. So wait, 
does Mila Kunis have a Horcrux? Because they all have Horcruxes, right? Like the wand is Glinda's, and then the necklace. On them. The necklace is hers. What's Mila Kunis's? Because she just has magic. She doesn't use a wand. We all we know is she's allergic to water. Doesn't she have like a ring or something? Yeah, but we don't know if that's her power source. Okay. Yes, rip that necklace off. See, no, this is it. See, now they're like, yeah, this is why we put her in this outfit. Horses. So you can see breasts. Boobies. I feel like that's legitimately the right, only yeah. reason. Ryan, I think it's her ring on her left hand. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah, I think so. Did the Wicked Witch have a ring? I want to know. Damn. We'll never know. But I like how she can continue to eat the apple. The other chicken be fine because she's yeah. already gone through the process. But why did she turn green? Oh, here it is. Um, well, I love Mila Kunis. <laughs> well, rem- remember that Mi- uh, Theodora insists on not having magic make her look like she used to. So. Yeah, but when she ate the apple, she didn't turn hideous. That's what the impression is. She's like, oh my god, like she's genuinely surprised by the outcome. Like it didn't happen for like she was genuinely surprised that Mila Kunis went like Maybe this. It's because she didn't realize just how wicked her sister is. Yeah, I guess was. it's also like she was accepting of the idea of eating the apple. While Mila Kunis is kind of, like, not fully forced in. Forced into it. She's forced into it. I love, at the end, Mila Kunis is told by Franco, I know that it wasn't your fault, blah, blah, blah. When you turn good, you can return. And she's like, never! And it's so funny, because she never does, because she gets killed by a little girl before that happens. Very true, actually. Isn't that a tragedy in itself? It's like, James Franco's like, I still believe in you. You can come back. You're a good person. And she's like, never. And it's true. She never does. I'd call that a tragedy. No, that's a Greek tragedy. Yeah. uh, No, it's an Oz tragedy. I don't know where Oz is. Maybe it is Greek. I don't know. It's like, kind of looks like the Disney castle a bit. You don't say. Is the Disney castle from the Disney logo based off a certain castle in one of their it's, movies? It's, it's Cinderella. It's, it's either Sleeping Cinderella Beauties. or Sleeping Beauty. I'm not Cinderella. sure which one. Wouldn't it be a plot twist if it was actually I'm like pretty, none of those? And you're, it was just like I'm pretty an obscure sure, one? I'm pretty sure I asked that question in like the three episodes you weren't in for this show and like uh, I never no. got an answer. I'll give you the answer. It's from Fox and the Hound. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a plot twist? It's from Wild Hogs. It's the Hogwarts castle. My favourite my favorite farmer is the Asian guy with the giant moustache who's <laughs> standing there with a little bris- like bristle but bristle don't call, thing. Don't call him China, man. Oh, wouldn't that be a plot twist if he was her dad? <laughs> China guy's dad. He's from, he's, from oh China. he's from Chinatown. He's the only non-China ref, like resident. Yeah. I, you know what? I didn't realise that Chinatown existed until they were at the crossroads where she's like, let me come with you. And there was a sign saying Chinatown. I'm like, oh, I get it. Because at first, see, I was very slow on this movie, Jules. I was watching it. And I'm like, I'm looking at the sign going, Chinatown? What is it? What, is there, like, fast food in this place? Like, where's the Chinese restaurants? And I just realised she's the girl made out of China. I was like, oh, what did I write? I wrote teacup girl. That's what I wrote, because she was in a teacup house. I know, I wrote, yeah, teapot girl, because she was in a teapot house. And then my girlfriend's like, clearly, Ryan, she's a porcelain girl. I'm like, oh, obviously. And then they're like, China girl. She doesn't even have a name. Do you find that weird? Like, Finley has a name. He's He's not just called Flying Monkey. Well, maybe she forgot her name because her parents are dead. <laughs> Were her parents called China Man and China Woman? Like I don't know. China Man number one, China Man number girl number two, lady two. You know, because I assume there are many China Men and China Women. So all these Munchkins. I, I do hear that China has a really large population. Yeah, I bet they do. 
Um, yeah, are all these actors, are they all dwarf actors or are some of them children as well? Because I swore there was one that looked like a child. I reckon they're all dwarf actors. I'm very proud because, you know, since Lord of the Rings, dwarf actors aren't needed now because of CGI and, like, camera trickery. Um, Game of Thrones? No, 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 that's where it comes, that's where it comes elsewhere, but you know why? Game of Thrones is a TV show. Could you think of all the money that we blown on having a normal-sized actor to do all those effects? Think about it. Peter Dinklage is, like, the only dwarf actor that anyone cares about. That's true. Other Vern than... Troyer. What was that? Vern Troyer. Vern Troyer. What's he been in lately? Mini-Me? <laughs> I know he was Mini-Me, but, I mean, like, this recently. This isn't lately, but he was in The Love Guru. <laughs> well, there are four of them, aren't there? There's, there's Peter Dinklage... There's Nuck in this, right? He's in heaps of stuff. Yeah, okay. Is he the one in Bad Santa? I think so. There's like that black dwarf oh, actor. Yeah. I think it's him. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, kill me. And then there's um, there's the guy from Star Wars. Like the one who played does, the Ewoks. Oh, and yeah. he hangs out with Ricky Gervais. <laughs> yeah. There's him. And he was in... Uh, I can't remember. He's in lots of... Lots of movies. He was in Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was in it as two characters. Vern <laughs> Troyer was also in the first Harry Potter. As what? He played one of the... The bankers? Yeah, the bankers. Yeah, because the head banker's the one I'm talking about. Like, he's like, rides on the roller coaster ride with him, and he's like, oh, I'm having a jolly time. <laughs> Vern Troyer played the one who apparently in the last movie was the one that helped them out, but apparently a different actor in that movie. Oh, wow. So, see, there's lots more than Peter Dinklage, guys. But he's, like, the one that everyone takes to the bank because they can remember his name for a start. Because he's doing something now that's big. Yeah, but he was also an elf. Hey, Mini-Me, the last time we saw him was over a decade ago. Mini-Me. Like 2002. Didn't we have him in a movie recently? Ventroy, yeah, he was in Baby's, Baby's Day, Day Out as, as a, a stunt baby. baby. <laughs> as a stunt baby. <laughs> What? Because the baby, baby's day out, the baby does some very dangerous things, like, you know, construction site crawling oh, okay. and stuff. So and in faraway shots, they have Vern Troy playing like a Vern baby. Troy as a baby. <laughs> as stunt baby. And he was uncredited. I will be honest, her reveal here. <laughs> sorry. She we went cross eyed there. It's quite funny. Um, I'm sorry. You know, I just can't find her intimidating with her face. <laughs> she's just like, yeah, I'm intimidating. Look like, at my. She's face. trying to snarl, but also pout at the same time. Yeah. But her coming like like the old school thing where she's like coming from the smoke and shit. That was really great. And when she gets her broom, I love the whole thing in this movie about her broom, mm. where he suggested that she should get one in the first place. Oh yeah. yeah. And she. Just, and why would only... I need that to fly? Oh. Okay. And then the only reason she uses it is to spite him. Yeah. So. It's like, again, another stereotype he has. Stereotype, that's not a stereotype, but I'll do it anyway. Yeah, like, I really like the whole, you know, the witch. It gives more to her character. Like, I'm not saying that this movie didn't add anything to the Wicked Witch character. I just felt like Mila Kunis was poorly cast. I felt like someone else could have done it. But it did add stuff that I liked, such as... Look, I didn't like why she became the Wicked Witch, but I like the reasonings for... Yeah, it is her ring. Why she has the broom. Like, she did it out of love, scorn, spite. That's kind of cool. She doesn't need it at all. Yeah, she... Yeah. Well, she demonstrates that in The Wizard of Oz, too. Like That I, witch aesthetic. That witch aesthetic. She's got a wicked hat, though. <laughs> Get it? Wicked. That's uh-huh, a reference uh-huh. to the musical. A reference to the fact that she has wickedness in her heart. Oh, and she used her... She finally did something. She's wand. useless. She used her wand. Bartek, both Jules and I 
are Oz, so you get to decide which one you want to make out with at the end of this podcast. <laughs> Spoiler alert, he'll choose me, most likely. What if, if I just say I want to make out with Oz, do I get a threesome? Sure, why not? That's the win. Uh, no, and then you get to but go you, to you them. Two, you two aren't allowed to, you know, with each other. No, obviously. No, I like, I want a threesome with Oz, and we just send you to the brutal HBO drama Oz that's set in a male prison, and you're like, yeah, have fun. Or I'll go with Dr. Oz. Or Dr. Oz. Or I'll just go to Australia. <laughs> you're already here? <laughs> so you get to make out with the whole country? You just the stick, whole continent, even. You <laughs> stick your... What you do is you dig a hole in the ground and you stick your tongue in there. And then everyone who passes me, I'm like, love my country. Jules, you're more... You, you and I know the, the original movie. Did she have green teeth in The Wizard of Oz? No. Well, she had a green apple. She didn't brush her teeth. <laughs> she had everything else, though. She had, like, this wicked hat. I, I wish I had that hat. So, if you had to be a character in this movie, Bartek, not your favourite, if you... Like, I know we did the quiz of Glinda, whatever, but, like, who do you genuinely think you would be in this? In this, Even background characters. Like, you know, who do you think you would be? I don't know I would be, but I would like to try out being, you know, James Franco's character. Oh, you want to act? He looks like he'd be fun to be. I actually do know that I would probably be Oz in this situation. You would, yeah, you would. I'm like, I was playing it going, I wonder if I get anyone else other than the wizard. Right, you, Jules, who would you be? Would you be one of the witches? Would you be a munchkin? No, I'd be the witch of the north. I knew it, and uh, she's no longer... Bear. And she's... <laughs> so, hold on, let's, let's put Oz aside. Let's say this is before Oz came to Oz. Oz. Who would we be? Well, I would obviously be the... Um... You're going to be Nook? <laughs> it's kind of hard not to say Nook, isn't it? <laughs> because you're so tall. Because <laughs> I'm sassy and black. <laughs> um, other than Nook, I'd probably be Bruce Campbell as door guard. But it's like, I think you would honestly be Finley. <laughs> you're I was the that. Finley of this show. When I started this, I said, Bartek... I'm going to make a podcast. And Bartek said, Ryan, I'll join you. I'll be your life partner on this. And we can only finish the podcast when I die. Or when you die. Yeah. And then I handed you a suitcase full of microphones and headphones. (laughs) And it just made your wings like flap extra hard. And And I ate a banana. And you, but don't say, not in but front don't of me, say, though. Don't say that I did, though, because that's a vicious stereotype. And Jules, I think you would have been in this... Um, I already said China Girl earlier, but... I was going to say Gunslinger Girl. You're going to be Gunslinger Girl. No, no, she's not Oz, in though. Oz. Oh, Come on, Oz. pick it up, Jules. In Oz, you're going to be the head tinker, the black one. <laughs> 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 With the obviously fake beard. You get a present at the end. Does that make me Tinkerbell, kind of? You could be Tinker... Tinker Man. Tinker Man. I I bet China people go Tink Tink if you tap them. Uh, Again, we already talked about the sex issue, Bartek. We don't need to talk about it anymore. Sex issue or race issue? Oh, you broke my leg. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wait, here's something. Wouldn't it be great? Okay, I honestly thought this. I thought he was going to go back to the village and grant her wish by gluing her parents back together. (laughs) Because why wouldn't he be able to? 
Like how much breakage have they been ground down to dust? Yeah, like how much? Because remember in the scene where he glued it back together, she was surrounded by like white dust. Yeah. So how much breakage does that? I like how she stops him just so she can pat her pillow. It's just like now bring forth. Like how much breakage does like how much do you have to be broken to be dead? Basically, (laughs) as a China person, you can't be glued back together. A uh, Humpty Dumpty situation, huh? Oh, what if it's a case of like, I don't, I don't know how the anatomy works, but I assume that something has to be there in order for you to speak. Maybe it's simply a case of they're not dead; they just can't speak. Yeah, but they can't move their and, bits either. Yeah, and they can't tell you that you know they're alive if only you would. What if it was like a puzzle that every oh broken piece had to actually fit, fit for you to? But yet again, she had like little bits missing out of her legs, and she could still walk. I assume maybe like the mouth. As long as you have a mouth, you might be able to speak. So, or eyes. <laughs> yeah. So if the mouth is gone and you just see all this breaks, it's like, well, this is this is over. They're dead. We can't fix them. But in actuality, if you were to just do this one specific thing, you would bring them back. And isn't that true like purgatory oh. scary wouldn't it be great if you had the mouth and you just glued it on something else and made that magical and then their parents well, like would technically it- be alive but they would have the body of someone like say you just glued it to finley would finley no longer talk he would just have her dad talking but finley was still in charge like of the potato man yeah like mr potato man when he goes on like a falafel bread and he controls the bread well, maybe yeah. if you put on like one of finley's feathers and that feather would be her new china dad <laughs> and he has wings, yeah. Well, just a feather. He's just a feather man. So, you know, I like... You know, this movie, I really... um, When I watched it, after finishing it, I was actually genuinely upset by the fact that this movie hasn't done well. Like, we've done a lot of movies, and I can genuinely say wholeheartedly, out of all the movies we've done, I think this is probably the best film ever made. It has a lot of balls. It has the balls to try and re-step on ground. It has the balls to try and do CGI wonder. It has the balls to take something we love and try and reimagine it. And it tries to come out in a time when we're not asking for Wizard of Oz, you know? And I feel like the intentions behind it are good. And a lot of the things work. Like, unlike Alice in Wonderland, which I... I, I hate, I hate the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland. This movie has heart to it. And it's a Disney movie that's just buying off a property. Like, it's so easy for this movie to come off shallow, hollow, commercial plastic. But this movie has genuine heart. And I think this is one of James Franco's better performances. I think, you know, obviously 127 Hours is great. But I think he's an underrated actor in this movie in particular. And I, I felt real sadness after watching this going that movie was actually really damn good and i'm actually upset that people don't appreciate this other times i'm upset but i understand kind of why more so but this one's more of a mystery to me like certain things don't work yes but those things aren't big enough problems to weigh the whole thing down Big movies that are popular have big problems too, and they don't weigh the movie down. Like I could point out problem with Marvel movies, but it doesn't weigh them down. It's like when we did the episode on Year One, we asked ourselves like the big point was this has a lot of good names to it and a lot of ideas. Why doesn't it work? This one I feel is more like a this has a lot of good people and good ideas and and that and like, intentions. Are good. 
why doesn't it resonate with people? Mm. Yeah. Because, you know, this movie takes the character from The Wizard of Oz, the wizard himself, and I feel like he actually is the wizard. Like, I believe that this is the same guy, as, but as, younger and fresher. And even not knowing that, the scene where he's tucked her in, he's telling her about, you know, Thomas Edison and, like, all the stuff he's done, and that inspires him to do all this stuff. That's, like, that establishes the kind of wizard he is, I say in air quotes. Yeah, he... He's a guy that, you know, he's ambitious, but he doesn't have enough energy to follow those ambitions. You know what I mean? Like, he follows it enough to squeak by, but... He's not fulfilling what he wants properly until this experience. You know, he becomes the great and powerful like he's portrayed to be. The great man he wants to be. Yeah, the great man he wants to be and he discovers that he's not greatness, he needs goodness, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And I thought that was... I, when that line was said at the end, I was actually like, holy shit, that's actually quite good. I was actually... Like, it could come off as cheesy to people. <laughs> Sorry, James Franco is just slowly smirking as a monkey is pulling levers. <laughs> I find that great. But, like, you know, I feel like this movie, it is a real-life tragedy because, for me, I, I see a really fun, energetic, brightly coloured, wonderful little film that dares to take risks. Like, it actually has death in it. People die. Like, we didn't see her parents die, but we know we have the weight of... That, and it's a family movie. Like, I, I just think that people need to re-watch this. Mm-hmm. Again, you did say it has balls. It has balls. For witches, it has balls. Frank. Thank <laughs> God they're not made out of China. <laughs> oh, God. At least we can glue them back together. And so oh, my God. So every time Franco smiles, it makes me laugh because I know he's genuinely happy. He's like one of those guys that... He's happy. I'm happy. I yeah. cannot wait for the masterpiece. Or the, the disaster artist movie. Yeah, I can't... Like, he just seems so genuinely wrapped by everything. Like, like James Franco, he's one of those actors that... Even though he does bad movies, like, I'm not a fan of his comedy movies as much. Like, oh, Pineapple Express, I give a pass to. But even that... Like, you know, I'm not a big fan of that stuff. He's one of those actors that annoys me because he has so much great talent within him. Like, he's an artist. My friend who... You know, my feels to this movie, he hated Pineapple Express. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, James Franco, for me, is one of those actors. Like, 127 Hours demonstrates that. He's a great actor. But, like, films like Spider-Man, he's mm. got real weight to him. And he just kind of pisses it away with things like The Interview and Pineapple mm. Express. Like, I guess he's having... The end f- of the world. Yeah, this is the end. You know, he's having fun. I love this is the end. Yeah. He's having fun, and I think that's okay. Like, you know, he's not... I feel like he's not in it for the artistic merit. He's doing his art stuff like that. You know, he's like Shia LaBeouf, but with less charm. Yeah. <laughs> like, he does all of these weird art projects. That's what he's passionate about. I feel like acting's just a thing that happens for yeah, him. Like, like, he goes, oh, you know, I'm an artist, and I happen to be an actor, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't... Like, the first thing I ever saw him was Spider-Man. And, you know, he was just an actor playing a character then. And I'm like, oh, okay, this guy's name is James Franco. He's another actor. Cool. And then I hear all this stuff about what he does on the side. It's like, wow, this guy is pretty... Like, he writes books. Pretty <laughs> like, crazy. Horror... Mm. Not, cra- not crazy in a bad way, but, like, crazy in an interesting way. cool, crazy way. Yeah. Would you... If... If you were here right now with James Franco... In the audience or next to Like, him? he was sitting right here. All oh, right. What would be the one thing you'd want to know? 
Because he's one of those guys that I feel like if you said to him, Franco, what's the meaning of life? He would have an answer. Yeah, he would. Unlike me, I don't know. <laughs> what would you ask him? Um, I don't have any deep questions, but I think I'd be interested to know, what, what's something that you're really proud of? Yeah, what's a piece of work you're really proud of? And that's when he turns to you and says, uh, did you not see Spider-Man 3? There's a bit in that where I eat a slice of cake and smile, and then the truck goes past and I'm gone. I like Spider-Man 3, so that's alright. I like all of them. <laughs> what, would, what would you ask him, Jules? What would be the Franco question? Well, you Q&A have, with Franco. You don't have to relate it to the whole have sex thing again. But so you can. <laughs> would you paint Seth Rogen while we're having sex? Would you paint me having sex oh, with God. Seth Rogen? <laughs> <laughs> no, let's actually listen to her answer. Hmm. If you could have Emma Watson steal one thing from you, what would it be? Oh, that's a good question. And he would just say, my my innocence. <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> he doesn't have. So here's Bruce Campbell in one scene, and they they have him in the opening credits for this. But he is great. Look at him. He's just such a muppet. He looks like human muppet. Oh, yeah, he looks like one of the the critics. That yeah, Waldorf, whatever they're called. I love them. They're my favorite muppets. Could you guess? And like, he's the other like he's the other critic. Knock. <laughs> he's just like they just banter and bicker with each other. They should be the new Siskel and Ebert. Oh, don't get me started on Siskel and Ebert again. <laughs> so, I think Ebert gave this a fairly good rating. Maybe. I think... Sometimes he does the right thing. Sometimes he's not a cunt. Oz the Great and Powerful is a really good movie. <laughs> so, I would ask Franco, it's so hard, but I'd ask him, would you ever play the wizard again? Because, you know, with some people, they they can have a movie like this where it doesn't go well, but they'll have another shot at it and they'll bring certain actors back for certain roles. Like, even if that movie didn't do well, they'll be like, you were good still. You, you can still be in it. Like, I imagine, you know how they make those Spider-Man movies since Sam Raimi's one and they never have J. Jonah Jameson because J.K. Simmons did it so well that they can't be bothered to find anyone else to do it. Mm-hmm. And now he's Commissioner Gordon. It feels like that. Like, if you know, like he feels like... I feel like, who could you get to play the wizard other than James Franco? If they ever had another shot at this, who would they get? Baby Franco. <laughs> yeah, Dave Franco. <laughs> Tommy Wiseau. I was thinking the only other person I can see doing this is Sam Rockwell. Um, how about Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch? Marky Mark and the entire Funky Bunch is the wizard, huh? <laughs> They're standing on each other. No, that would be the Lollipop Guild. <laughs> and he's like, oh, jeez, I'm a Lollipop Guild. Wow. And, but, oh, so and Owen Wilson. <laughs> and, and Owen Wilson's the wizard. I would watch the shit out of Owen Wilson. <laughs> all all of the stuff you, we just said. Can you imagine Ben Stiller as Dorothy? Oh, boy. And Owen Wilson as the... No, Owen Wilson would be the scarecrow. Ben Wilson... I mean, Ben Stiller would be the tin man. And, um... Who's another one a part of that state? Cowardly Lion? Who would be the Cowardly Lion? Like, you know how Ben Stiller is like... Vince Vaughn? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. <laughs> would be the Cowardly yes! Lion. <laughs> <laughs> and you would have Vince Vaughn can be the dog. No, Vince Vaughn can go to hell. No, <laughs> <laughs> no Vince. Oh, my favorite character. Jerry me. Stiller can be the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Watch, Pay no attention. I would watch that, and he'd be like this. 
Beware! Beware! Serenity! Whoops! Beware! I just... Oh my god, we've cast that movie. The Ben Stiller version of The Wizard of Oz. Well, there's an image you can make, a poster for that movie. Vince Vaughn would be... He would be, like, the Wicked Witch, basically. I can't think... Like, knowing those movies, they would have him as the Wicked Witch. They would be like, hey, Vince, could you be the Wicked Witch? And he'd be like, Rah! I'm the Wicked Witch. If they had to do it, I think the only other person I legitimately see doing a young wizard would be uh, Sam Rockwell. You know Sam Rockwell? He was in Iron Man 2 as the other Tony Stark guy. Like, Hammer. Oh, yeah. Justin Hammer, or whatever his name is. Uh, so, he's the Green Lightning powers. Have we seen them yet? Is this the first time? Mm-hmm. I think we did. Green Lightning is Endora's one. She hasn't really done anything until this point. Yeah, she kind of sucks, doesn't she? Yeah. I love the flying is so awkward. <laughs> like, you know for a fact she isn't moving. I think that's a part of the beauty of this film, is that you know it isn't real. I think that's part of the beauty with the original Wizard of Oz, is you know it's all fake. It's all mad movie magic, as well as... Magic, you know, except for China Girl looks pretty real. There was no physics on her necklace, so probably like glue to her chest or something. Yeah, because she needs it safe, remember? It's her weakness. Kind of dangly. If I had a necklace that gave me powers, I wouldn't wear it around my neck. I would like wear it under my clothes. Like, I would have it some attachment to my underclothes really so that way to... no one can get to my weak spot. Maybe you should like put it under your skin then. Yeah, why don't they eat it? Because <laughs> then it'll digest it. Yeah, but you can't digest diamonds. It's not plastic. Oh, I like that was the moustache. Like, why didn't he just have his own moustache? I like how James Franco's beard does get darker and darker and darker throughout this movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, at the start, it was, like, fairly light. But the makeup, they've just made it darker and darker and darker. Maybe it's because he's getting, like, maybe at the start, he's such a... Asshole, he had a light beard, and when he gets better, his beard goes dark. <laughs> Have you thought about that, Jules? Maybe he just can't grow out a full-fleshed beard. What? Have you not seen James Franco with a full-fleshed beard? He looks like a homeless man. Didn't he have a lot of facial hair in Pineapple Express? Mm-hmm. Not like full beard or anything, but... He kind of had this, really. Yeah. Didn't he have more than this? Yeah, but like, it pretty like much it looked like that, but like across his face. I thought you were going to say, like, oh, didn't he have more in 127 hours? I'm like, no. Well, maybe in three days he could grow something. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's more than three days. Good job. Three days is 72 hours. I don't think he's going to grow an arm back, though. It's like five days. Yeah, he won't grow his arm. But he's a wizard. <laughs> so, wouldn't this be great if this movie, like, turned into 127 hours for her trying to get out of these chains? <laughs> And it's like, oh, I'll have to cut my own hand off, I guess. <laughs> ah, but shit, my other one's also stuck. <laughs> no, but she gets one hand free because... But I'm just thinking, like, Deadpool, it will grow back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Witch has that power of healing. We already discussed if they have healing powers. If she had, if she did, she could have healed her dad from death. Well, maybe we've taken this the wrong way. Maybe it's uh, Fifty Shades of Grey gone wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine this cast, but in Fifty Shades of Grey? And sure James a, Franco would make a great um, <laughs> Christian, Grey. Christian Grey. And he'd be like, yeah, here's my pit. I, <laughs> here's I, my dungeon. I think there was a rumour at one point that Mila Kunitz would be the girl in it. Yes, there was. But then she got preggers by Ashton Kutcher. And then everyone said, oh. Damn it. And then they cast, what's her name? Dakota Johnson? Yep. Dakota. 
I heard that she was good in the movie. Uh, she was good in the way that if you look at a pile of dog shit and you see one pile of dog shit smaller than the rest, you go, well, that one's different to the uh, rest. I heard that she was funny. Yeah. It's like, you know, you know how they made a parody version called Fifty Shades of Black and it was by, like, the Waynes Brothers? Mm, and maybe. Yeah, they made a version of that and the funniest joke in it is basically them redoing scenes from 50... Like, for real. It's not, like, changing anything. It just makes you go, wow, if that's the funny thing, then jeez. So, he fills it up full of gold and everyone's like, ah, he tricked us all. How unf... Like, look, he's filled it up too much. He can't fit in there. But he needs all the gold. Could you imagine... Wait! Could you imagine Road to El Dorado with James and Dave Franco? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he's just like, but it's set in Oz. Yeah. And he's just like, get the gold. And Mila Kunis is their, you know, their friend, the Aztec girl. I would watch the fuck out of the live action portrayal. No, if you had to do that, you just need Kenneth Branagh and Kevin Klein to come back as their characters for live action. So Bart's like, you're watching this in 2013. I did, did watch you, it. Yeah, no, we're, we're all playing now. You're watching this in 2013. Mm-hmm. Your beard is slightly less thick than what it is now. Yeah, sure. You have younger features. You're wide-eyed. I'm only aware of you. I don't, I'm not friends with He's you. He's not aware much. of me as fully yet, but he admires me from afar, thinking, what a legend. Maybe one day I can be as good as him, and he's slowly getting there over the years. And I'm better already. He's nearly there. I'm better than Ryan. And he's not there yet. Even and though Ryan's infallible, but I have human weakness. And you're so sitting there watching Oz the Great and Powerful with three of your friends. Right? Three? Three? Mm-hmm. There's four of you all up? Yes. And you walk out and you're like, ah, that was okay. Did you think to yourself, I'm going to sit here and watch it two more times in the future? Did you think that you would ever revisit this? I was, I didn't, I, you know, I was a never say never kind of person, so I... I so you I, like Justin I, I Bieber? <laughs> no, but I, I, I wasn't, like, opposed to seeing it again maybe one day in the future, but I didn't know that I would be talking about it in depth in a fashion like this. Why? <laughs> because I just don't know, but I didn't really have any friends at the time who were that, or apart from Reese, I guess, that were that much into movies, but even... even didn't you used to have a podcast show back in the day yeah, in which year, you talked before, about movies? A year before that, yeah. So you knew that you could have this relationship with movies. Yeah, but you've listened to it. It's not that deep. Deep. It was literally me just talking every week, like, what I saw that, like, Friday or whatever. Well, this like, Friday... Hey, I watched Thelma and Louise because I saw it on a DVD, so why not? This Friday, I did not see... <laughs> Oh, it's the Grand Powerful. I watched it on a Saturday, sir. Although, fact. you know what? There, when I was reading the trivia for this movie, one of them was like, oh, Blake Lively auditioned for uh, the role Witch. of Theodora or something, mm. but she didn't do it because she had to be in the movie Savages, and I talked about Savages yeah. on the show because I hated that movie. Really? <laughs> I hated that movie yeah. a lot. I liked it. It had Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> he was insane. So maybe one day, Jules, we'll have you on for the show to talk about Bartek's favourite movie, Savages. Funny enough, I actually didn't mind that film. I didn't mind it either. I know what Bartek's problem is. Is it because it was brutal? What's your problem? Tell us now, because, you know, we've got 14 minutes of them going, you're alive? Well, it's been four years. I probably have to watch it again. Maybe you were too young to get it. Jules and I 
we got it pretty smart. We're like, yeah, oh, that yeah. movie, that movie said everything it needed to say about being a savage. Yeah, like how shit it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy has wargasms. Yeah. Wargasms? Yeah, that's a line in the movie. Oh, God. See, you hate it so much you remember more dialogue from it than I ever would, and I liked it. She's trying to fuck the war out of him. <laughs> With no context of that movie, it just sounds weird. So... It is they're, a weird movie. They're going to chop off her head with lightning and fire. That's a kind of impression. I like um, green and red, but then she becomes green powers Mila Kunis herself. Yeah. Why? Why didn't she just stay red? Why was she not green in the first place? She is fucking green. No, well, again, maybe Endora's hiding the green. They didn't paint hers. her very well. No, that was just shadows, you know? So this is cool. This is a cool little device yeah, this is that sick. they used. Obviously, this is like the origin stories of how he does that in the he, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. He kind of looks like Sasha Baron Cohen. In New Alice in Wonderland movie as Time. You know he plays Time? Yes. Isn't that great? Somebody said, let's write the character of Time. Who's a perfect person to play Time? No, we don't want Christoph Waltz. He sucks. No, we don't want Brad Pitt. Fuck him. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yes, I see him as time itself. Now, that's a spicy meatball. Do you you see those two people, Brad Pitt and Christoph Waltz's time? Christoph Waltz, yes. Brad Pitt was just a joke. But, like, Christoph Waltz, if you said, oh, he's playing the embodiment of time, I'd believe you. Like, maybe, would you call him an old man? No, but like he I'd say has. An old man would be. Trying. No, it's so obvious an old man. Then you'd just go Ben Kingsley or something. But like Christoph Waltz hasn't like. Ben he's... Kingsley's not old enough. He's pretty. He's pretty old, but I don't know. He doesn't look too old. He doesn't look old enough. But who would you have? Fucking Christopher Plummer. <laughs> mm, maybe. Alan Rickman. Oh, too late. Time got him in the end. The too soon, Jules? If time didn't get him... Yeah, too soon. Too soon? Ah, time will fade. If time didn't get him, the grandpa from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory could have been good. Ah, Christopher Lee? Yeah, he would be great as time. No, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Grandpa Joe. Oh, right. Not not Willy Wonka's father from the remake. Charlie and Chocolate. He would have been great, though, as time, Christopher Lee, but he was already in it as the fucking Jabberwocky. In the first one. Was he? Oh, okay. Yes. Fun fact, the Jabberwocky was going to appear in this movie, but then they realised that this is not Alice in Wonderland, but they thought, let's use enough elements. Where did James Franco get eyeliner from? Oh, because... The makeup department. The makeup department. There's, there's women in this universe. Why wouldn't they that, have makeup? That's where James Franco got it from, but I think she <laughs> means, where did Oz get it from? From Glinda. There you go. Cool, so, that's all I needed to know. I made like, out with her and she was magic. I liked how he decided that he needed to have, like, makeup oh, to appear more grandiosa. Did you notice that, Ryan? What, a loose switch? Back to talking about Zach Braff. Earlier when the lady in the audience didn't volunteer, he did a face palm, And just now, Finley did a face palm. Oh, I get it. It's funny because it's what happened earlier. Oh. It's because it's the same, you know, actor. So, Jules, you hadn't seen this before. No, you had already seen this before. Did you, when you first watched it, expected it to end like this with his face projected on a giant puff of smoke shooting fireworks at Mila Kunis' face? 
No. <laughs> Did you hope? Yep. Far out. What about you, Bartek? When, when This movie has a lot of twists and turns. Did you feel twisted? Did you feel turned when you first watched it and when you rewatched it? Because it's been a while. You may have forgotten stuff. Oh, I felt like I was there. Oh. See that guy there? I felt like I was him. I personally like that they had enough effort to colour the fireworks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not the actual, but like, they put like, oh, this this is going to look like a pink firework and then shoot it up. And like, they put enough time and energy in for that. Yeah, it's not boring all yellow or whatever. Yeah. I do like the fact that he's cheering going, he's won, but wouldn't his face be still projected on that puff of smoke? Uh, did they turn it off or not? No, he's oh. still there and he's going to be shooting fireworks at it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's coming from behind him and it, like the first one makes it look like it comes from his mouth. So, with the people behind the puff of smoke, do they just see a reflected image of his face? Like, what do they see? Yeah, I, that's, that's a good question. Like, is it, like dependent on where you're looking from like it it projects to you kind of like a chameleon because you see it from different angles it's showing like sides of his face so is it like projecting from all angles like how is this working mm. i know that i suppose it's something they really want us to suspend our disbelief on but in like the logic of the film i don't know he's a wizard <laughs> he's just a, he's a weird kind of wizard that can just do this really he's anachronistic thing he's a wizard Harry he's a wizard who can do an, an anachronistic thing like I do like how he uses modern day vernacular even though it's from 1905 like he's like yeah. take five I'm like what that's I was waiting for just for him to say chill out dude <laughs> just yeah, I was proud. old man like, I was playing a video game that's set in like a fantasy world and one character is like I plead the fifth I'm like oh is America in this world or something yeah, I think so. Oh, there you go. So, <laughs> sorry, Finley just, like, did a front flip. And I don't know. That, it just made me laugh because I'm like, you have wings. You can fly. Oh, here's his uh, call to her goodness. Find the goodness within you. And she's like, never. So, see, he's Not projecting now. himself. He's projecting himself. He moves his head around. So, I don't he know. He looks up at her, yeah. Never. He can't even see her. Wouldn't it be great if one of them hit her? <laughs> yeah, that's what that would that wouldn't even be James Franco. That would just be her being clumsy. Or someone really had a grudge against her, and they're like, they like aimed it. Wouldn't it be funny if those were real fireworks and it was all real, and just one person's like, I don't like Mila Kunis. About so this is the scene in which I wrote dumbass quite a lot because. She has the drop on her. She's sitting in a throne in shadows and she's letting her sister charge up her Emperor Palpatine powers. <laughs> you remember way earlier... And then she fucking nails her. <laughs> Go on. Way earlier you were like, they're the witches, specifically Endora and Theodora, they're evil for the sake of being evil. Mm. That's like something we can accept because, you know, we know fairy tales and stuff. Mm. Perhaps Glenda doesn't have that opinion. Yeah, like she's the, like, the, maybe the, they can change. Going back to earlier, I was like, oh, I wish there was a scene where Glinda and good Theodora could have interacted. So yeah, that like would have been really good. I didn't think yeah, of that. there could have been good perspective there. Maybe this is this is our like equivalent of it. I love this fight, because it's like, did you miss the Star Wars prequels fights? It, it also kind of reminds me of one of the fights in Goblet of Fire. I thought you were going to say Deathly Hallows. <laughs> Like the end one, where it's like yeah. them jizzing their lightning at each other until one jizz lightning beats the other jizz lightning. Wasn't wasn't that exact thing in Goblet of Fire though? I can't remember like Goblet of were... Fire. Goblet of Fire, Goblet of Fire has a lot of stuff going on. All of them do. 
the earlier ones don't as, have as much. Not as much, no, but those books were shorter, so. Deathly, yeah, I'm talking about the films, mate. Yeah, I know, I know, but like, based Deathly on the Hallows, like, that's the big end fight, though, so that's why you remember it. I don't remember uh, Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire has, I've like, s- all these challenges, I've, right? Yeah, so yeah I know, but like, at the end where Voldemort's Jules being is going, oh. What? Oh. She, she was a slippery bitch. Yeah, she was, wasn't she? So now she's just like, I'm going. Oh, yeah, her necklace is gone. I she's like, oh no, you hurt me. And now I'm going to kill still ha- you. Still have magic, though. She's, no, she doesn't. Oh, so I suppose it's when you destroy the jewel. Not like you can you ha- kill them. They fall apart. That's what they say. So she falls apart into old age. So she's actually like a decrepit old hag. Okay. And using her magic. So maybe that's what, maybe this image that we see her, that's what the apple made her. Well, again, she's like, using an enchantment spell. Well, yeah, and bullshit. like again, she said that she could use that on Theodora to make her look like she did before she ate the apple. So this is what she looks like without the apple, but she doesn't have magic because the monkeys capture her and fly her away. But does she, yeah, but she, she would have her. magic because in the Wizard of Oz, she's flying her broom and cackling, and then she gets squashed by a house. Maybe she got her necklace back. Maybe the witch of the north comes in. Oh, the polar bear. And comes in. <laughs> Sorry, it's just so funny. They do like a crash zoom she, on their face. It's like shock. She looks a little bit like that guy from Rocky Horror Picture, Riff Raff. I think his name. Oh is. yeah. Yeah, I think that's the aesthetic they're going for. It's astounding. <laughs> it's great because the light boom of lights across her eyes, as you said, that, and her hair's blowing in the wind slightly. So it's like, I like how her attack plan is just to scratch a bitch. And then her attack plan is, I'm just gonna throw you out a window, Palpatine oh, style. Might again, again, Star Wars. Scratch a bitch, she says. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Ryan's copy is like kind of glitching out, and it made it look even scarier. <laughs> I'm scared because there's pixels on her butt that just don't want to <laughs> get get there. This is like 1080p as well, so I'm very disappointed. Yeah. So, um, now we've reached the dramatic end point. Everyone's happy, and he's going to be their leader. Well, he's dead, but now he's immortal. Yeah, well, yeah, and he has to lie for the greater good. That was the whole point. Like, you gotta make him believe. Now, if you were a munchkin, Jules, would you believe in him that he was a real wizard after all of this? I mean, I'm short enough to be a munchkin, so... Are you? I guess. Uh, I'm getting close to it. <laughs> what, like, you're shrinking? Like, I... Uh, yeah, she's like, in a year's time, I'll be a munchkin. It's not so much that you're getting closer, you'd be, like, not I'm pretty on the nose. Whatever. Project <laughs> like whatever you're munchkin, let it happen. Just accept it, Gato. Well, you already said that you're tink the tinker. Just meow, just meow. meow. There you go. And that's the answer to that question. Um, so I reckon I'd believe him if I came from a world where I didn't know that they had technology that could project a face. I I would believe. Well, even if you knew about technology, you'd think it was like a magic, magic tools. Well. Yeah, but if I wasn't a tinker, if I was a munchkin, if I was a tinker, I'd understand. True, but you're also coming from a world where someone who's really wise, when they hear about Kansas, they ask, what is that, rather than where is that? (laughs) What is it? (laughs) Is she wise? Is she supposed to be wise? She's just supposed to be good. I don't think she's like Glinda the Wise. I mean, in Wicked, she's a bimbo, so, you know. She's not Gandalf, so... Yeah, but she's in white, so maybe she's Gandalf the White. Zimzalabam... Oh, no, it's Ian McKellen. I was going to say, it's not Christopher Lee, but I know. Christopher Lee was the other one. Yeah. I haven't Saruman, seen them, but I know. Oh, no. Sauron. Sauron. Fuck it. 
this is not Lord of the Rings, or is it Jules? Would no, you be surprised if James Franco Dumbledore. became that giant eye? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about in Lord of the Rings, that, that giant eye. Oh, the eye of Sorrow Man or whatever. Yeah, wouldn't it be great if that was James Franco? Like, we didn't know that when he was acting at that period of time, he was doing both. Maybe that's why he wasn't in Scooby-Doo 2. He was too busy in Lord of the Rings and Spider-Man 2. And he was just like, oh, did you see me in Lord of the Rings? And we're like, no. He's like, didn't you see the eye? That was me. Yeah, I just blazed one up one day and they just zoomed in on my eye. <laughs> he's really zooming in the eye. You can see the bong. You can see the bong. And it's like Rogan on the other end being painted. Like, yeah. If you zoom in on James Franco's eye in lots of photos, you'll see a reflected naked painting of, of Seth Rogen. <laughs> So, Ryan. And a disappointed Jules. Ryan. <laughs> Sorry, I was just laughing because he gave the tinker a, a dingle hopper. Yep. Okay, so, the thing Ryan, here's a, I'm going to build you a scenario. You just helped the wizard save all of Oz, and he gives you a present, and it's this thing. How do you, <laughs> how do you feel? I feel like Nock didn't go, I don't want that. <laughs> Give me something fucking cool. <laughs> If I was the China girl and he's like, this is what you get, I'd be like, I already had that. I wanted I wanted a fucking oh, car. You, you wouldn't say, it's perfect. No, I would go, where's my China car? <laughs> and you'd be like, what is a car? And you're like, that's right, you come before time of cars. Give me a China Ferrari, damn it. Wouldn't it be great if she's like, I want a China family, and he just brings a Chinese family. <laughs> he brings the farmer from the earlier scene. <laughs> he's like, here they are. And she's like, this ain't them. He's like, you get what you're given. And you get what I, you asked for. You get what you asked for. You wanted a granted a wish. This is like a monkey paw deal. There's always some twist. Oh, uh, this is cute. Like all the feels. Like you, your prize is that you're my friend, but all the rest are his friends. Too. And he's like, but that's what I've always wanted. That's you, you will wait your turn, bitch. I like. He picks her up and then puts her down a little further away. No, because that's really far for her, though. She's little. Yeah, fair enough. That's true. And now, wouldn't it be great if he just said to her, This is yours? And she says, I don't want this. And he just, like, punches her in the face and, like, smashes her. He's like, Oh no, I'm sorry. It wouldn't even be a punch, it'd just be a. She, like, goes up to them. She takes. hurt your finger, though. She takes Nook's presence, like, I'll take that. She's like, I need a smile. She's like, Hey, that's mine! And he, like, smacks her and breaks her. <laughs> and he goes, oh jeez, I didn't think, I didn't think And then they try and glue it back together And they don't have all the pieces no, no, no. So J- she's technically, like, disabled? Yeah, disabled No, James Franco says, shit, I ran out of glue And they're like, wait, that wasn't a magic in a bottle? And then everyone hates him And then he becomes, like, the worst They, like, throw eggs the, at him on He the becomes street. the wicked wizard of the north Oh my god, that would be a great movie for this universe, The Wicked Wizard of the North, and it's actually like the wizard is evil. Yeah, I'd watch that. They discovered my glue was glue. Oh no. (laughs) Rattlesnakes. Dag nabbit. Sassafras. Razafrasm people. And in that one, that movie would uh, have the wizard play... Played by none other than uh, who? Who would play Jeff Daniels? It has to be <laughs> Jeff Daniels would play the wizard, and he would just be like, "Yeah, I'd watch that. I'd watch Jeff Daniels as the wizard." So, this is the point in which they kiss. But you know what's even more important about this point, Jules? What? Yes, the blow is fanfare. <laughs> And that's what we really wanted. Who wants heteronormative relationships when you could have a little dwarf blowing a big trumpet and he's smiling? <laughs> and that's the real reward he gets. <laughs> yeah, his real reward is he gets to blow something, yeah. Yes. 
He, like James Franco. Not James Franco. Like oh, James Franco. James Franco, he kind of cheated that. He was like, you can use this until you really smile. But now he's able to really smile. So he doesn't need it anymore after like two minutes. I thought it was going to like, the puff of smoke was going to happen. And they yeah. That's and they I were going to be making up. But instead it was just like, light reflects behind them. But Ryan, remember, Oz is a trickster. He made you think that was going to happen, but it didn't happen. What he's making you. them think is that they're they're kissing, but he's really finger banging her. Besides, even if it did, they're, <laughs> they're not even looking at the right place. You know James Franco. I reckon he's one of those people that when he finger bangs you, he uses like three fingers and like the thumb for the butt. That's what I reckon uh, he's all about. Okay, Ryan, I'll, I'll leave you to that thought. Look at him. Look at James Franco. Does he not look like a massive pervert to you? Like, he's into kinky-ass shit. Like, if you were on a date with him, he would be like, okay, we're on a date, lovely. And then he would just, like, hand you a collar and a chain. And he'd be like, wear this. And you're like, what? And he's like, I'm James Franco. What, you don't know the deal? I try and make out with underage girls. You know that's true, right? I'd just be like, excuse me? (laughs) Yeah, you know James Franco. He tried to hook up a sex meetup with, like, a 14-year-old girl. So he's the real villain of <laughs> maybe that's why maybe James Franco is the real villain of the of the behind the scenes and even though we think he's the best now this is the craziest part I've been waiting to leave this till the end yes I'm gonna go to the reviews and we're gonna do our own review but here's the interesting thing in each reviews that I read through I read through probably ten pages on IMDb of reviews and most of them said. The witches were the best part, and James Franco was the worst. Excuse me? And I was just like, am I living in a topsy-turvy universe? Most of the times I do these reviews, and I'm like, these are written from a different dimension. But now I feel like, am I in the different dimension where he's good? I don't know what's happening. That's odd. But but we're in the same dimension as you, right, Jules? Yeah, definitely. I I hope. (laughs) Maybe we're alone. Huh. Lost maybe, in Oz. Maybe in the Oz where James Franco sucks. May, maybe the Oz, the great and powerful IMDb page, is like the, the one thing that literally is from another dimension on the internet. That's a good idea. Yeah. So, it's time for our reviews and a rating of our choice. Ryan, since you always decide who goes first. Uh, you go first, mister. Okay, that's me. Prepare <laughs> 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 yourself. Yes. So, right now, we've just watched Oz the Great and Powerful, starring James Franco, Mila Kunis, and others. <laughs> and, you know what? More so than in uh, when I watched it in the cinema, and even more so than when I watched it last night, I can appreciate it a lot more. Because, you know, the discussions that I had after it in the cinema basically amounted to just our emotions... No, no body to the essay, it was just a conclusion. <coughs> yeah. And yesterday, you know, I had all these thoughts for myself, and I'll, I will talk about one that I had in a second. But here we Your got... Your thoughts. But here oh, we thoughts. got to just... Like, I, here I got the perspective of you guys talking about... You know more about the whole franchise than I do, <laughs> because I haven't seen The Wizard of Oz. Because I was way, way, way decades not born when the movie came yeah, out. Yeah, you're just not cultured. Yeah. And, you know, I grew up in Polish things more so than English language things, so, you know. Even even my copies of The Lion King and Toy Story were Polish dubbed. Oh, so you didn't even get 
Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Matthew Broderick's voices. Not until way later, although I did have a DVD copy of Toy Story in English, so I had two choices, really. And you chose both. But go on. Yes. So, this movie, we talked about how James Franco is just a treat. He's really good. He is the best part, regardless of what we will hear soon from the IMDb reviewers. Although I'm sure they do say some good points. I tried to find positive ones okay. for him. Um, in particular. <laughs> Somebody nice. needed to be positive. So yeah, we've got this another kind of main character who is slimy. Sort of like jo- uh, Matthew Broderick in... Uh, Are We Home for Christmas? Are We Home for Christmas. You know, he, he wasn't, you know, all good. He had a bit of wickedness in him, like cheeky wickedness. But he learned. But he learned. And this one, more so than in that one where we thought a vulture was going to be, you know, his companion throughout the whole thing. This one, he did have companions. Like, your favourite characters, Finley and the China Girl and Glinda, I guess. Hmm. She was sort of... Although you were right, Finley didn't have much of a role after she came in, so... Show stealer. And you know, I'm her in the quiz, so I guess that makes me... Naughty, naughty, but Since everyone's listening to me right now. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, go on. So, yeah, we talked about how the witches aren't, you know, great characters. But although I do think there is one interesting thing about Endora. She has one line in this that I felt perhaps... She's a time traveller as well as a dimension traveller. Yeah. One of her lines is something along the lines of... She's talking about James Franco. You're only going to kill one man. You know... Do you know of a certain figure in history who had a... His last words were something similar? No. Ladies and gentlemen, the last words of Che Guevara were... (gasps) Shoot, fool. (laughs) Not fool, but shoot, you're only killing a man. So oh maybe, God. maybe she and by default her sisters came from this this rebellion leader in <laughs> South America or wherever he was oh from, <laughs> and there's <laughs> just there's just a lot more going on in the background that we just do not understand because it's not talked about. And again, like you said, she dies in the sequel. Yeah, we'll oh never my know. God. We'll never know what her actual story was. Maybe, maybe, maybe Che Guevara is the Wizard of the North. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah. That is too busy. <laughs> too busy both times. It, look, it's so vague that I really don't know what else to say. So that was your say. thought after the that was your thought, was it? That, that was a thought that up? I had that I didn't bring up in the episode, but wow, I just Wow, that was Ah, you know, I feel good. You know, sometimes when you go for a stretch and you just feel great. Oh, yeah. That's how I felt with that. Perfect. So that was me reviewing for I am only rating a film. And let me just give my rating. This time, you know, sometimes I listen to my heart and, like, ask it what the rating is. Or sometimes I just have a rating. Mm. This time, I I want to do my rating in a style where I just kind of list things in the film. Go on. You you alright with that? Go for it. So, my rating of this movie is (laughs) Yellow Brick Road, Emerald City, Oz, Oz. out of Harry Houdini. (laughs) (laughs) That was a beautiful piece. Thank you. Jules, let's hear from you. you What's know what? Your I actually really appreciate that a bit more. I watched this again, like with you guys, and having the discussions, I've, I've picked up things and... Sorry, is this also your third time watching it? Yes. 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 Mm. And I... I don't know. It, it seems to get better and better as I, as I keep on watching it, and... Like how I feel with James Franco in this film, he, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. 
Yeah. Um, compared to fucking Mila Kunis and the other one. Stupid witches. But, um, no, I'd say it's an enjoyable film. It, it really shows, I guess, you know, the development of how you could be a real slippery, shady person and, you know, after finding the right kind of people and, I guess, enjoying the... I guess smaller things like friendship that you know eventually you can turn out to be a good person it's just the redemption kind of story that's really great in this film and um I guess the thing that I really like is just it's such a nice thing to watch like with all the colours and things like there are films like Alice in Wonderland that you know have all that CGI and stuff and it's so dark and dreary but it's just nice to have a beautiful pop of colour like in majority of the film um, in terms of rating, I don't know how I'm going to rate this. Yeah, it's hard. Um, Listen to your heart. Listen to your heart. I think I'm going to rate it three and a half Seth Rogen themed paintings of Glinda. <laughs> I knew that it was going to be like Seth Rogen paintings <laughs> of some sort. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. Here's what I have to say about Oz the Great and Powerful. I am ashamed. I am ashamed of all you people out there that isn't promoting the wonder of this film. I am genuinely heartbroken every time I've watched this. And this is three times, no, two times now. And oh, there will be a third time, I bet you. As the credits roll for the end, my heart just shatters because this is an actual piece of art. This is an actual piece of work. All of these moves that we do on these shows on this show, they're all masterpieces. They're all great pieces of cinema, and each one of them is the best film ever made, but this one is the standalone out of all of them. Lots of energy went in, perfect casting. Most of it works. There's always problems with these films, but this one is the one where I am ashamed of you. If I had to give it a rating, if I had to, Bartek, it would just be the image of James Franco smiling. <laughs> mm. I like how your review was just talking I'm, to the audience. I'm ashamed of you. I guess you can't follow up. To, to if us. I was Roger Ebert, he would just if if I was Roger Ebert reviewing this, he would just be like, "I'm ashamed in general," and that's it. You should be ashamed of yourself, Gene. But I like the movie too. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what people had to say on IMDb. Of course, most of these come from 2013 when the movie came out, when it was fresh. All from this decade, huh? Positive and not so positive. This one's called "Not Quite Over the Rainbow." Six stars. Oz, the great and powerful. Or maybe not so great, but still highly watchable. Franco plays the little man behind the curtain. (laughs) (laughs) Little man? Behind the curtain. While Kunes, normally a favourite of mine, appears to be stuck in that tornado. Neither managed to defy gravity, but the rest of the cast were pleasant. Especially Weiss, even with her emperor-like green force lightning power. It would have been more a more visually stunning Oz had the effects been simplified. Conversely, the story lacked depth, and with some rather clumsy dialogue, especially for Cunis. It was all perhaps a little too light and Disney. Does quite uh, do, doesn't quite get the ruby slipper, but three out of four five ones, but three out of five ones. 
That's the review. Doesn't quite get the ruby slipper, but maybe, maybe three out of five ones. Isn't that great? Ones? Ones. Oh, I thought you said once. I'm like, oh, so it's three out Once. <laughs> so this is a negative review, Bartek and Jules. Prepare yourself. This is one star. Oh, that's a big oh, paragraph. It's not that big. Oh. L. Frank Baum is spinning in his grave. Oh, right, the author. Once again, and also spoiler alerts in this review, once again, Hollywood has come out with another horrific addition to the canon of classic children's stories. This awful prequel should be seen as another blemishment in Sam Raimi's career as a director. Once again, he splattered cheesy special effects all over the screen in an attempt to impress the audience, but skips out on any type of depth of meaning. He still hasn't figured out that the magic of movies comes out through the audience becoming engaged with the characters and the storyline, not by being overwhelmed by an over-expansive computer-generated world that looks like it's made of plastic. James Franco and Mila Kunis should also be embarrassed by their utter lack of acting in this film. A half hour into this tragedy, See, they said it too. And I was ready to leave the theatre. All the characters in the film. The fact that everything in the film looks like it was put into a post-production world. I couldn't help but find it ironic that the screenwriters of Oz have the canvas magician be tempted by the gold-filled riches of the Emerald City, but find the strength to resist. After viewing the film, all one can think of is how much Roth and Raimi sold out the magical, fantastical world of Oz for evil riches that came from sucking the suckering the poor fans of the imaginative, imaginative bomb with this overbloated, horribly written, poorly acted travesty of a film. They are the ultimate Kansas hucksters. Perhaps they need to look for a little more goodness and a little less greatness mm. they, they felt very strongly as did this person with a 10 star review oh wow Ooh. from one end to the other more than powerful yes or no the idea of shooting Oz, the great and powerful, can be awkward or unnecessary. Believe me, it was my first thought. The Wizard of Oz is... <laughs> I thought it would say, believe me, I'm the director. <laughs> believe me, I'm James Franco. Believe me, I am Oz himself. <laughs> yeah, so... So, where was I? So, yes. The Wizard of Oz is the most amazing movie I have ever seen in my entire life. I have been falling in love with it since I was six years old. It has been 29 years of pure love. When the press published that a new movie about Oz would be, sh would be shoot, <laughs> I panicked. How dare they? The wizard is untouchable. After I calmed, after I calmed me down, <laughs> I realized that they that I realized that could be interesting. Interesting, even though I was really apprehensive about the result. I don't know why, but maybe it was because the old Oz movie crew was in my childhood memories. Movie movie released, and I was at the cinema the day after. I did not have the idea that I was on the edge of on the edge watching a wonderful film, every single detail, including lines, scenery, and digital stuff, 
was actually perfectly put. The crew was incredible. My special congratulations to Michelle Williams. Her performance was fabulous. James Franco as Oz was brilliant. Rachel Weisz could not be more fantastic. Mila Kunis, famous by the former TV series That 70s Show, was growing up with the character. Sam Raimi, for me, is much more respectable as a director than before. He, he made a masterpiece here. This person said it. I hope Sam Raimi knows that. <laughs> he made a masterpiece here. Hope he knows that. Uh, about, about the plot. The story is being told in a beautiful way, revealing how the characters were inside their soul, slowly and without, and without loses the magic. I cannot forget how amazing was all the people of Oz. What can I say? If you still do not watch Oz, the great and powerful, get out of this chair and go now. You will not regret, I promise you. <laughs> now this review title sold me alone. Okay. Where's Hansel and Gretel when you need them? Okay. <laughs> it's a... Uh, okay, I get it. It's a, a, a seven-star review. <clears throat> it's a bit of a long one too, but it's worth it, guys. I admit, I hadn't really known much about this movie, such as what the story was about or who was playing who until recently. Though I did not find out before going to see it, and, well, I think you'd better off going into this film knowing very little about it. I've seen numerous complaints about the spoiling of Theodora, Mila Kunis, turning out to be the Wicked Witch of the West, but in hindsight, the signs are all clearly there. Her big floppy hat, for one, which deserves its own credit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Where was its credit? Then there's her voice that you just know is going to turn into that classic evil witchy cackle, which she does plenty of. Lastly, her conversation with her sister, Evanora, Rachel Weiss, who deserves all the praise she's getting as she really does have fun in the role and is one of the standout performances, is all is about as subtle as a train wreck. Theodora insists she's not wicked, a word you'll hear plenty of throughout the film, and then promptly tosses a fireball, what ultimately turns her evil, thinking she was the one and only witch for Oz, James Franco, then believing she's but one of his one and onlys thanks to her sister's deceit. Yes, it's one of those origin stories. I had actually originally thought Weiss would turn into the Wicked Witch, but when I, but when all I knew about the movie was who was starring in it, then once I read a bit about the info of the film, it became clear that this wasn't the case. Maybe the movie would have benefited from her being cast in the role. Kunis does a good witch cackle and certainly looks the part all greened up, pointy hat and broom flying, but ultimately she doesn't really convey that much, well, wickedness. Probably the nicest slash most subtle touch was her streaking tears burning her cheeks. Yeah, I, did. I enjoyed that too. 
Those hoping for an origin story that has lots of depths and substance may find this a bit disappointing. Theodora meets Oz when he crash lands into the wondrous realm of Oz and within a very brief amount of time, he's already infatuated with him. Of course she believes he really is the wizard with actual powers, so that probably has something to do with it. I didn't mind Mila when she was skippling merrily along the yellow brick road despite her naivete. But there just was, wasn't enough time spent developing a real solid attachment between her and Oz before she descends into a villain territory. Given the overlong runtime of the film, more of it should have been devoted to their relationship, I think. It's, a, it's hard to believe Weiss wasn't, the, wasn't Raimi slash the studio's first choice for Evanora as she plays her perfectly. She and Glinda Michelle Williams have quite the witch battle at the end. The real crime here is Evanora's punishment she suffers at the end, as robbing Rachel Weiss of her beauty is just not on. <laughs> wow, that's a passionate thought. I guess it does set her up to become a future pancake underneath Dorothy's house, though. Williams as Glinda is kind of... <laughs> Williams as Glinda is, is kind of sweet and floats around in a bubble, though that's apparently just for show, and has a crown that never falls off. She can also take a hit or two and manage to bounce back after Evanora goes all emperor on her ass, zapping her with green lightning, shooting her from fingertips. Williams Glinda is fine, if not particularly interesting slash memorable. Last we see of the two wicked witches does suggest that this may be a setup for sequels to come, or if not, then it serves as a sim as simply a prequel to the two already existing Oz films. Yeah. Well, why did that make you laugh? Is it just the idea because that, like... like uh, you do know that the Wizard of Oz exists. Yeah, right? but then... But then he points it out, so it's like, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So, starting the film in black and white and a vintage, and a vintage aspect ratio does help set the tone of the film. Plus, it creates that nostalgic feel of the classic original film. The visuals are quite stunning, but after a while, the novelty wears off. Visuals can't make up for a lackluster story, and sadly, despite the direction slash look of the film and some good performances, Oz the Great and Powerful just doesn't quite live up to its title. In the end, it's good, but not great. A lot of them do that, by the way. Yeah, I will just say on the on the topic of the aspect ratio, both yesterday when I watched it and just now with you guys, I always, I, both times I didn't notice the aspect ratio change. It was just like eventually I was like, oh, it changed at some point. It was really subtle. I noticed uh, when I the color came in. Yeah, it's like the screen farted. The, the color, <laughs> yes, but the aspect ratio just went over my head for some reason. No, we've got to end this on a high note, guys. No, ten out of ten stars. Amazing movie, funny, inspiring, oh. and fun. Ooh, fun <clears> and funny. I don't normally write reviews. Oh, okay. <laughs> I <Go> can't on. <laughs> tell. <laughs> However, I feel I feel compelled to write something about this movie. I have seen some negative publicity about this film and noticed that there was some low scores in the voting. I have to say, I have to say respectfully to these people, you're being stupid. The movie was almost, <laughs> the movie was almost perfect for what it was intended to be, a family movie about a magical place. There were, in fairness, some mistakes made in the plot concerning the relationships between the main characters, but there were more creative differences I would have 
if there was more creative differences, I would have and not made full-blown errors. Beyond that, the movie was brilliant and was in most and was in a most pleasant and surprising way funny. And I mean funny. The movie was a credit to the legend L. Frank Baum and the legend of the Wizard of Oz. I don't think this movie has any hope of the kind of success that the Wizard of Oz had, but it was far above and beyond the typical garbage being manufactured in Hollywood these days. I say, get the girlfriend, boyfriend, kids, mum, dad, or whoever, and go see it. You will have a fun. You will have fun and have some laughs as well. Thank you for reading my review, and God bless. Yes. <laughs> Great ending to that review. <laughs> I knew that would get you. Bartek's been like, biblical times, woo, throughout this whole episode. Oh, not even the Bible, just the thank you. Thank you for reading my view. And God bless. So, guys, we did it. Oz is the great and powerful has been covered. Is there anything we left out, guys? Anything you want to mention? Anything? I have cancer. I knew that he had ca- I knew that he was a cancer. Yeah! I really I'm just actually Gemini. Say, thank you for listening. And God, God bless. bless. <laughs> We're actually in the cancer period, like. Wow, really? I didn't yeah. know so many people were getting it this time of year. Yeah, my wow. brother, whose birthday is t- today, as we're recording, he's a cancer. Wow, so young. <laughs> so nothing. That's it, guys. No big major questions, right, such as say- why is Franco in this movie and not showing his penis? I don't know. I don't know, we've had a we've discussed a lot in this episode. It's true. It's been an emotional roller coaster ride. So nothing to say, ladies and gent. No. Like you're more than one lady. You're several <laughs> ladies, and Bartek is the gent, and I'm nothing. I right. think me and our several ladies are good. <laughs> oh well, that's great. I think I'm lonely. Oh. <laughs> I just really kind of just want to leave it there. But no, you guys have been fantastic, wonderful, amazing listening people, and you know. It's been a wonder. It's always a, a fun thing to do this show for you guys and for ourselves and to kind of, you know, freshen our palate with movies. Because, you know, sometimes, I don't know about you guys, you get stuck watching the same kind of movie. Like, you get stuck in a safe zone where it's like, yeah, I'm going to see that Marvel movie. I know it's going to be good. Or, like, you have a you have a comfort zone with movies sometimes, you know. Sometimes you need to explore out, like, some of these things, like Oz the Grand Powerful and our last movie I'd never seen before. And if you told me, hey, Ryan, you should go watch this, I'd probably wouldn't have maybe got around to it later on but doing this show helps broaden the palette and i think you guys do need to investigate these movies to broaden your palette of movie taste and also broaden ours broaden ours yeah if you want to if you want us to talk about a movie or is there a particular piece that you want us to talk about yeah you know like message us we have our facebook page which is spin polish presents where you can contact us because you know hey we might have missed this one. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe Bartek could have had that feeling of, yeah, it was good, and just never brought it up. Who knows? Who knows? But thank you, guys. You've been wonderful, fantastic listening people. Until next time, be kind to each other. So long, farewell, and we will say, Che Guevara.